the great companion Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu once said, train yourselves upon goodness, for indeed goodness is found in that which is habitual. When we reflect upon these words, we find that it is precise and transcends any time period, as it is the nature of human beings to have habits and routines. But how can we effectively apply this statement practically in our lives today? In this episode, we continue to explore the many strategies and applications on how to cultivate good habits and kick out the bad ones, considering our daily challenges and obstacles. You're listening to the Barakah Effect podcast, the weekly podcast where we attempt to derive benefits from the Quran and the Sunnah with practical examples to inshallah live our best lives in this dunya and in the hereafter. Barakallahu feekum. وَلَوْ أَنَّ أَهْلَ الْقُرَىٰ آمَنُوا وَاتَّقَوْا لَفَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَرَكَاتٍ مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته برادرز Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. How's everyone doing today? Alhamdulillah. 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 Always great to see the brothers. And Alhamdulillah is a full house today. Welcome back yeah, to Brother Abdul Aziz who couldn't make it last time. Ahlan wa sahlan. And Alhamdulillah. So today we're going to continue where we left off on our discussion on breaking bad habits. quitting addictions, sins, and other unproductive stuff. And today we're going to continue particularly on the strategies to quit bad habits where we left off last week. And more importantly, quitting it in a sustainable, lasting way and developing good ones while we're at it. But we that, brothers, to refresh our memories from our discussion last week and to do a quick rundown. Let's do a quick rundown on habits in general. And in the previous episode, we covered firstly on each of our experiences on our previous bad habits that we, alhamdulillah, with the tawfiq from Allah, were able to get rid of and even some of the ones that we were even struggling with at this point of time. Although we missed Brother Aziz's points last week. So uh, firstly, we would just like to invite uh, Brother Abdul Aziz to share with us your perspectives from your personal experience, what what um, you had with uh, bad habits and perhaps how you can could overcome that in your previous uh, experience. So the Fadal Akhi Abdul Aziz. Okay. Jazakallah khairan. Okay, I think breaking bad, bad habits, right? We have, I think, my I, personally, I have a lot of bad habits I try to break. And one of the, I think one of the bad habits that I... The, the most challenging was uh, stop smoking smoking to stop smoking mm, okay And, yeah alhamdulillah i think my success of stop smoking is a, like a break, breakthrough for me to make uh, that makes me positive that i can break other habits and create a new habits good habits ah right right mashallah just to make the story a little bit strong people might say that I'm just a casual smoker, right? That's why it's, I think it's <laughs> right, easy right. for me. But 
I was a casual smoker during school days. I think I started smoke. <laughs> casually, I think when I was 16 or 17. Ah, uh, you and me both right. same same. Yeah. <laughs> Bad companions. Huh? Yeah. But but then but then I became heavy during universities and heavier mm. when I start working. So it's sort of developed so, a bit a bit further and further as you go along in when you when you went along in your life. So you sort of Yes, yes. found yourself um you know bec- becoming a, a habit that becoming stronger and stronger something like this. plus you are you, you're not living with your parents ah, right okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> and my first try to stop smoking was in 2010 my last year in university you know i during my last year i start thinking about about life right about life right. as an adult so right. You know, trying to be a good person, trying to be an adult per se. Is it sense of realization? Yeah, <laughs> adulthood. <laughs> Smoking might 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 not good for financial. Maybe it's uh, maybe I'm going to have a family. I mm. even though I'm a smoker, I just when when I see a father smokes in front of their children, it's like, you know, you have this sense of. Hate looking at, okay, at that right. thing, right? Yep, yeah, right. It just doesn't feel right, yeah. Yeah. So even and as a smoker, we used to feel like that, right? I, I, because yes. I was a smoker too. So that's what I used to think. Like, hey, come on, not in front of your kid, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> true, true, true. Because I have, I guess, each and every one of us, even when uh, if we were smoking or not, we know that in the back of our, our minds that smoking is really bad, right, for the health. Mm. So, you I know, think most of especially the for the kids, bad habits are like. They know it. It's it's not good, but mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. I think it's 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 hard to. So my first three attempts failed. I think it's 2010, 2011. After, even after I I graduated, I it's, it's still hard for me. So, um, I think my first three attempts, I think I failed because uh, I tried to stop without any any knowledge, uh, no information about how mm-hmm. to stop smoking. I I thought I was just Like people, nah, I can't just stop like that, right? Uh, okay. Cold yeah. turkey. People say, yeah, yeah cold, cold turkey. turkey. Yes. <laughs> But I think uh, the big why was not that clear or not so big. Because, ah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was stop smoking because people said it's it's not good, right? It's not it's for for health and for money. And if if I think about it, all of this why was not good enough. Right, uh, it's not strong enough. Yeah, it's basically. not strong enough. Yeah. What do I care about people? People thinking, right? And <laughs> I was young, I'm still healthy, so <laughs> just just continue smoking. And um, uh, to say I have money problem, I think the time I don't have, I I'm not married yet, so it's the the big why is not that that strong. So things change after I started to. Uh, really seriously, uh, not not seriously, but gradually lah, and meet good people. And what what I what I noticed that most good people that who practice the dean don't smoke, right? Most. Uh, I, I I'm not saying all, but most yeah. most. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know that smoking was haram. That time. Oh, you didn't know? Huh? Yes, I didn't know. Yeah, oh. I always thought that mm-hmm. it is uh, makro. 
that's what my smoking used to say. Nah. <laughs> oh. Right. Some some people just try to justify that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Even Ustaz at, at my school was smoking. Oh, so, yeah. Subhanallah. Okay. I started to to learn uh, the uh, the tips and tricks how to how to smoke, and I I try I try because uh, the why the why now is about uh, about because it's haram, right? So what's the different mm-hmm. um, that with drinking alcohol <laughs> if it's haram? Yeah, so correct, right? It's displeasing to Allah, yeah, basically. Yeah. So the 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 i think i my my challenges was uh, for the first uh, two months i i had a very bad headache migraine it was very challenging it was very I, I, how i say it's it's hard for me i think for for other people it's easy i need to to get the uh, nicotine tablets right but i i, I use it once now because I, Um, I try not to to take any 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 substitute for that. That's one thing that got me thinking about habits, right? Um, for example, in your example, uh, in regards to smoking, sometimes there is an element of addiction to it, right? Because people are addicted addicted yes. to the nicotine and whatnot. But sub, and, and most times, right, it's actually to do with habits because. It's such a habitual thing that people, after they, you know, when when they go on their free time, the first thing that they reach out is the 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 cigarette. When mm. they have some idle time, when they yes. when they after after their meal, for example, the first thing that reach out. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like a instant gratification. But more importantly, it's something that they are used to doing, yeah. and therefore, mm. when someone wants to quit, it's much difficult because it's something to do with. A norm that they're used to, you know, because they have mm-hmm. built that habit throughout the years, and suddenly going without that habit means that oh, something weird going on here, you know. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. So uh, that makes people fall into the habit uh, back easily. So that's it's the like, thing about habits, right? It's like yeah. writing with your left hand, something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Yeah, there, there are a lot of things that we do that we don't realize how difficult it is to change. So, for example, even sim- something simple like if you you're used to wearing your watch on your right hand, try just for one day wear it on your left hand. I I tried it by the way. I just just to prepare for this episode. <laughs> Ex- I, I couldn't get used to it, man. Huh? Yeah, I couldn't get used to it. I couldn't even wear it properly. Like what? Oh, then to look at the time. Just, oh, this is this is this is weird, man. This, like this feels awkward, right, on the hand. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So even things like that is difficult. It's difficult. So it's something that's ingrained in our yeah. behavior, like something like smoking, for example. For for like in in my in my smoking days, mm. like smoking was tied to like after every meal, it's a must do. You know, like and then mm. suddenly I'm. Yeah, it is the yeah. dessert. So suddenly, like a ritual. No, yeah, it is a ritual. So suddenly, like the ritual is gone. Like, okay, now, now what? You know, Subhanallah, Subhanallah. But but the thing, yeah, it's it's, it's, bit, it's getting worse if the habit um have a impact in your in your body, right? Give yep. you an addiction. Yeah, it's a exactly. habit, and plus the addiction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also in regards to habits, in bad habits, right? Sometimes, um, for example, if you have we have not much knowledge about how smoking is haram or not, perhaps we don't know that we are falling into sin. But you know, it's it's important to to realize what the bad habits are because um, there was this one point from our previous discussion 
that we expanded about this is hadith from uh, uh, Sunan Ibn Majah which is a Hassan hadith where Rasulullah Sallam mentioned that whenever a believer commits a sin a black spot appears on his heart and he repents he gives up and seeks forgiveness the heart will be polished and if the sin increases the black spot increases and that is the ran that Allah mentioned in his book um, which is uh, from Surah Al-Mutafifin right yeah so um so that's that's one thing that we we uh, have to be mindful of we might not even realize that we are doing something very detrimental to our akhirah you know and yeah. and that's a, an angle of habits that why <coughs> you should particularly pay attention pay attention to bad habits and why is it important to get rid of these bad habits yeah yeah also just a bit about habits are is just to set the set the, the the atmosphere straight here we are speaking about habits in a way that might give the impression that it's a bad thing but uh, in, in in my recent reading just to remind us that habits is actually can be a great thing and it's actually a huge mercy from Allah this is actually something that i heard from a podcast from one of our favorite channels yeah al madrasatu al umariya talking Shalom. about habits And what Brother Shahid said in that episode was that the way that Allah created us as creatures of habits, he says that I believe that it's a huge mercy from Allah. And that's what enables us to perform good deeds consistently and stay on the path of istiqamah. Because if we if we didn't have this capability, every time we want to wake up for fajr, every time we want to fast in Ramadan, it becomes very difficult, very painful. But you know because you've been doing it in a routine basis right it gets very easy after time goes by and that what's and that's what frees up your mind to improve more and more and more so you know it's it's kind of like a lot of things that we do in our day to day lives we don't realize that it's the habits that make it easy for us but when a third party looks at how you've been doing it they they think that this is impossible so very simple things right like we pray five times a day now for the non muslim they're like What are you talking about man? I can't even go to church once a week. You guys pray five mm. times a day, you know like <laughs> How is this achievable, right? Like you waking up for fajr before the sun comes up, you know like you do this every single day, every day? Yani, right? You know? When days off, you know? And only no, they cannot brain that, right? Can't and, brain, yeah. And then even things like uh, fasting in Ramadan. I think you see this every Ramadan, right? Like you see in non-Muslim videos they say things like I tried fasting Ramadan for one day. This is what happened. Right? You, <laughs> you see that stuff online, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. I tried yeah. fasting two days, help see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then they they're like and then the experience they have and then they, you compare it to what Muslims we do that like the whole month every year. Billions of Muslims, yeah. So I mean for us it's like okay it can be difficult at first but it's kind of like yeah it, yeah we do it I mean it's not really a big deal and so subhanallah if you think about it right like even the idea about going to work I used to think that it was crazy I could not imagine myself like waking up after fajr like going to the office at 8 a.m. working 8 hours a day every single day going through the jam and then I remember like this was my mindset going into internship like I can't do this man this is crazy and qadarullah my first job Every day starts at 7:30. Oh, okay. Inshallah. <laughs> and then suddenly you're like, oh, okay. Like you, you can do it. You know, like it, you kind of get used to it, and then it's not that painful as day one or week one. You know, it kind of your brain sort of adjusts to it, and sort of that's the way things go. And, and you know, if, if you have this, I, if you're understanding about habits, right? How people build on one after the other, right? When we understand the principles of habits, this is how we can appreciate 
how people achieve these great things, right? What seems to us as impossible or sometimes as inhuman, like it, 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 it's all made possible because of habits. For example, right, you hear stories like how you know these these uh, these uh, gym guys like Dwayne <laughs> like Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, like he he works out like what five to seven. No wait, let me see. Yeah, he, he has his own routine, right? The regime that he uh, puts on, he uh, uh, that that he you know does it every day. Yeah, from certain time. Yep. He wakes up well, at three. Yeah, four a.m. Three or four a.m. Yeah, <laughs> and he eats like meals every two hours. Then he works out six days a week, three four hours, three to four hours per day. Like what? What? But but to him it's like, yeah, it's like normal, oh. man. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I, I you know what? Yeah. You know what? Uh, it's just soccer to me that these people, the uh, the non-Muslims who are doing this, right? It's as if they have taken this lifestyle as their religion, and that, mm. and that is why you know I remember Ibn Taymiyyah. He said, he said uh, the religion. He said, Islam is habitual uh, obedience. He said that. Ah, so the deen, the deen itself is habitual. It's designed that way by Allah, so that we, ah, when we, when we com, uh, when we comply to the to to the uh, sets of rules that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has, uh, you know. Uh, made uh, made us do right? right. We become the believer that we want, and we become more disciplined, and we become, uh, you know, Subhanallah. It's just you know, it all clicks. They want worth to be uh, written in gold, eh? Mashallah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mashallah. And so that's how we can understand, for example, when we read stories about the Salaf, right? For example, I remember reading the biography of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal. He used to pray 200 rakaah per day every day, and then when he was sick towards the end of his life, he couldn't pray as much, so he prayed a lot less, which is only 100 rakaah per day <laughs> so how did he do that but to him it's it's like it's like a natural thing right and so you will read other things like the salaf how they used to recite so much quran per day like for for example al aswad yani yazid bin an nakhai he used to recite the quran like in ramadan every two nights complete quran and outside of ramadan he would complete every six nights that means every single day five juz Now to them, it's like this is just like a, a normal routine. Like there's nothing particularly outstanding about it. But that's what they used to do. Imam Nawawi, for example, used to go to 13 classes per day. One, three. Yeah. Do we even go to like three classes per week? And <laughs> <laughs> Subhanallah. <laughs> Subhanallah. And by the way, even on a personal note, right? I, I'm even how Ami attends his online classes yeah, every week. Inshallah. I'm amazed at that. Like, whoa, true, this is true. But but to him, right? To Ami, you're probably like. That's a thing. I mean, that's that's pretty normal, right? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so why 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 is this the case? Because of habits. You build it little bit by little bit by little bit. And you know, when when you do these things, right? Like so, for, so like what Shami is saying, as a believer, when you do these sunnah things one by one, you pile it up, and your baseline cap keeps on going higher and higher. People outside will look at you and be asking, like, how do you do it? Like, how is this possible? Yep. Like, I don't know. I just do it. And all of this is made possible through the formation of habits. So it's a huge mercy from Allah from that angle. But at the same time, if you're not intentional in your habits, it can also equally lead you to very destructive habits the opposite direction as well. One bad habit can lead up to another one, can lead up to another one, and completely go off off the rails. And you know, Subhanallah, this is what we want to be careful about. So that's why it's for many of us. It's our bad habits that hold us back from becoming Muslims, uh, from becoming really, really good practicing Muslims. So this is why we want to talk about this, so that we can avoid that, so that we can build on that good habits. So people talk about purification of the heart, right? So which one is which one should come first? So there was a, there was a question asked to Ibn Taymiyyah: Should you make istighfar or should you say tasbih? Which one is better? So he gave a principle. He says, "Well, to the clothes that are dirty, 
it's better to clean the 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 stains, the stains. before you add perfume to it. Ah, so you want to start with removing the bad habits first, right? And then build the good habits. But of course, you can do it parallel. We, we talk a bit about that. So yeah, just, just uh, to try to I, set the scene about that. Yep, I'd yep. like to add something about that point, Brother Faisal, it's a beautiful point. Uh, something I heard over uh, at uh, one of the videos by the Asatida in Amau, uh, Al-Madrasatul Umar Yahid. Yeah. Um, so about istighfar and tasbih, right? These are the two, if we if we look carefully, right? These two istighfar and tasbih, uh, they, they act as if, they act as like the ilaj or the the medicine to the two the, the two um the two diseases of the heart okay basically um essentially we can divide the diseases of the heart into two types one is what we call the the, the shubuha the shubuha and the other one is called shahwa shubuha is like you confuse about something you know you know you're not clear about whether this is true or this is false right and this is usually um happens to people who you know, they, they don't know if this is shirk or this is tawheed or, you know, stuff like that. And shahwa is our, you know, our nafs, like what we want, what, uh, you know, the things that we, we desire. Like, you know, some, some people desire, you know, um, games and, you know, some, some desire women and stuff like that. So it's interesting that uh, when Ibn Taymiyyah said that, when, when your clothes is dirty, right, it's as if you're saying that uh, um, you have sins, you have this, the shahwa of your heart. Is is so is uh you know it it overcomes your your heart your emotions, so you need to clean it up by saying the the istighfar, and as for the tasbih is because when we look at tasbih tasbih means glorifying Allah or to cleanse Allah from all the all the things all the things that the uh, uh from, from all, all the, the imperfections yeah all the imperfections the from yeah. the falsehood right yeah. so we're cleaning it uh, so we're sort of getting rid of all the the uh the impurities so that we see Allah as you know the one one Allah tawhid uh so i i don't know it's just a, a a good point i think to hopefully you guys understand what i'm trying to say here inshallah Masha, i think that's uh, a really yeah. nice point yeah the shubhat and shahwat because when you talk about sin since the origin of sins is these two axes the sorry these two elements your shubhat which is coming like uh, from from the mind and any, any any shortcomings from your from your, which is due from your ignorance and, and shahwat, which is the shortcomings or exaggeration of your nafs or your desires. Mm, okay. And 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 this shubhat and shahwat, they, they are drivers, they are enablers that, that from this two shahwat, shahwat and shubhat become sin. And they are your internal nafs as well as the, in, uh, the whispers of shaitan. So when you say you try to uh, overcome uh, bad habits or whatsoever, so in the essence, actually, what you are trying to do is actually you are trying to put barriers and you want to put some recovery measures between all these things. Yeah. So imagine if I if I put in a, in a, like a Swiss cheese model or in a, in a in a bow tie diagram. So on your on your left you have uh, inherent threat that that's always in you. So as human beings you have ignorance and you have uh, desires. You cannot you cannot get rid of this. Yeah. Mm. And if you don't mm -hmm. treat it well enough, yeah, your ignorance will develop into shubhat, and your desires will develop into shahwat. So you have to put bar put barriers for, for this to become from one to become the next thing, and if for whatever have reason it happens, kadar Allah, you now have the shubhat and shahwat issues. Yeah? So now what you need to do is you need to put some recovery measures, some mitigations, to prevent your shahwat and shubhat from further manifesting itself into actions of sin. 
So mm-hmm. when you have this in mind, so this is like a, your your game plan, yeah. So it's all uh, uh, it, uh, overcoming bad habits and meeting your bad habits is just putting those barriers, the hard mm-hmm. hard barriers, physical barriers, internal barriers, and if it and the recovery measures, if any of those things ha- ever happens, yeah, in, in a nutshell. Mashallah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mashallah. Interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. basically the root causes of all the sins, right? The shubhat and shahwat. And uh, it reminds me of the uh, legal maxim in our religion is sat ad-dharai, blocking the means, right? Sat ad-dharai. Mm, yes. yeah. Yep. So, so that's that's one principle in our religion that before we even approach or even think about that particular bad habit or particular sin, we block it off from the means, from you cut it off from the roots. So, so that's that's one, mashallah, is, is a great thing in our religion that we just eliminate the threat before it comes to us, right? So, mashallah. Yeah. Also, just for the benefit of our listeners, when you talk about shubaha and shahawat, actually, this is essentially what we ask for in al-fatiha. When we mm-hmm. we ask ihdinas surat al-mustaqim, guide us to the straight path. So what is the straight path? Surah Al-Ladina An'amta Alayhim, the path of you who, who you give blessings to. Ghayril Maghdubi Alayhim. So uh, not the path of those who earned your wrath, who, who, uh, who earned the wrath of Allah, and then those who are Abdalin, those who gone astray. The path of those who earned the, the, the wrath of Allah are those who uh, follow their desires, who know something is wrong and that they commit to it. So actually you're seeking refuge from this, the, the shahawat. Shahawat, yeah, shahawat, yes. Right. And Al-Dalin are those who act Desires upon, follow. Not desires. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I, I think doubts. it's this corruption. Yeah. yeah. Dalin are doubts. So the first oh, yeah, one are yes, desires. Yeah. The yeah. other one is doubts. So actually, yeah. that's what we're asking Allah. We're asking Allah for refuge yeah, yeah. with every single salah. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is just a, a simple benefit, benefit point that I want listeners and for us to take home as well is that actually we're asking Allah to protect us from the evil consequences of these things because they are inherent within us. This is something that as human beings, we have desires. We have doubts. So it's about how can we discipline ourselves and we train ourselves to protect ourselves from the consequences of those things. Yeah, yeah. Mashallah. For whatever reason, let's say you have already indulged yourself in sin, yeah? It's not for you to say, okay, you, you got to react. It's, it's not something like, okay, I'll, I'll, I have done it, so what? You, you have to react. Yeah. Because mm. The danger is there because if you have a sin and if you leave it untreated, it becomes a habit, a bad habit, not a good habit, a bad habit. Yeah, and yeah. if you don't treat that bad habit, what it becomes? It becomes addiction. And what's worse right. in addiction? The one, the worst thing that can happen in addiction is when you actually do that addiction without feeling any pleasure inside it. But right. you just do it just because of it's an mm. indispensable part of living. It's right. like as if it becomes part you watch, of you. Huh? That's right. You watch <laughs> something because it's it's like drinking or sleeping to you. So that's mm. really yeah, bad. Second eh? nature. That's, that's really sad for you. For, for that, whoever. Nature. Yeah. That's right. 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 It's like Smile. cursing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's some, like that's something that norm. Some <laughs> in some circles or some people's uh, attitudes or demeanor, this is the norm for some people. But then, yeah. when you think about it, <laughs> it's very. Uh, it's not <laughs> yes. a good habit to have, isn't it? It's it's to Allah. Very good in character, right? Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. can find someone who's good in character, right? But they, what, what they, what come out of their mouths, they're just cursing. Good things also mm. cursing. Bad things also, <laughs> they oh, curse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a bad habit. Yeah, actually, Akhir, uh, Aziz uh, reminded me on some uh, somebody, another uh, brother shared with me recently, like, he he know of somebody who's a student of knowledge, who's, who's mm. who gives, who's a da'i, but when he spent time with this 
famous individual, he noticed that he curses a lot. Ooh. And so, yeah, so he was a bit shocked, like, what's, what's going on? So he, like, he immediately felt like a bit of a repulsion against him, you know? But then, it, it, uh, but it, we have to remind ourselves that every one of us has struggles, you know? And probably that's his struggle. And maybe that person is trying to quit. Mm-hmm. But that person yeah. falls into it because it's done too habitually. So mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah. difficult. On one hand, you admit that that thing is wrong. is something <coughs> that it's not appropriate for, especially for a person of that stature, right? But on the other hand, yes. that person is a human being. Like, for example, what we're speaking about, I mean, we are trying to practice Islam, but also maybe in the same time, we are struggling with trying to quit smoking. We are struggling with this. And sometimes we relapse again. So it's kind of important for us to kind of just put it on a professional level, yeah? Like this walak walbara, right? So we don't hate the person, we hate the sin. Mm-hmm. We hate the habit, not the person. We're not labeling the person as a sinner, fasik and all these things, right? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. And also like a uh, nature of, of sins, yeah. Uh, it, it grows, yeah. Uh, it does, it's not static, it's not stagnant. So meaning, it comes from uh, shubhat and shawat comes from from a, a thought, yeah. From a thought, it develops into an idea, yeah. And mm. from an idea, it develops into an action plan. So you haven't do it, but you got you got you got A to Z plan right here in your head. I'm gonna do A, B. I got everything all the line out plan. Yeah? yeah, and that's and then it goes to the to the next stage, which which you have uh, determination. Now you now you have the plan and you have the will, and mm. then the fourth thing is the execution. And Ibn Qayyim mentioned that every time you delay in in trying to overcome each step, it becomes harder. So overcome it at the at the thought stage is much much easier compared for you to overcome it at the action stage or at the action plan stage. Yeah. Because now, you, mm. now it, the the true, the shahwat has has taken the plot has taken and you mm. need more effort for, uh, to to yeah. for you to yeah. express it. Yeah. Well, mm. It's like first time to do anything, right? You are at first you are scared, but if you have done it first time and the second time is easier, easy, yeah, easy, easy. Yeah. 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 You know what that shows? That shows that doing a sin, doing a bad deed, is actually harder than doing good deeds. Because all this thought process, it, it it consumes your energy. It consumes your time. Right? Sometimes you you find yourself, you know, just sitting down thinking, and then you you're just tired, you know, from thinking about these things, right? Mm. So it's actually yeah. much easier because because uh, as uh, uh, as people, uh, uh, Allah Taala He gave us the fitrah. Our nature is to be is to be you know uh, our, our nature is to be good, not bad, not the other way. Because I believe in 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 the other uh, religious uh, tradition they. They said that we come with, uh, you know, some sort of a, you know, like this inherent sin, right? But Islam, no. Islam, we are like a clean, you know, uh, clean piece of paper. We came to, we come on earth, we have this very natural, uh, very, uh, very good, uh, um, how do you say this? Uh, natural disposition. Natural disposition, yeah, yeah the, the fitrah. So, I think it's very, uh, it's a very good thing that the, uh, but uh, I may mention that it shows that how difficult it is yeah. to actually do a sin. That's why Ibn Taymiyyah mm. mentioned once, he quoted a salaf, he mentioned who was, the salaf is that to do good deeds, yeah? This is salaf, uh, he, he uh, quoted from salaf. Yeah? Anyone can perform good deeds, anybody. However, only the person of sincerity can abandon sin. So shows, mm, sure. to abandon sin is a different level yeah, than, to, than to perform pious deeds. It's more mm. difficult. Inshallah. Yeah, but speaking about like habits, right? That's what Aziz is saying. So yeah, the first time you're doing it, it's very difficult. Like, I think we can relate, right? The first time you try that cigarette during school time, um, like, you know, you have so much doubts, right? And then yeah. after you, after the first one, you're like, 
eh, it wasn't so hard. I mean, you know, I can, <laughs> I can do it tomorrow. But so actually the same thing happens for good deeds as well. So I think we're going to balance this. So even yeah. like, the, the, like the first time you're going to exercise, the first time you're going to work out, oh, you're going to hate it, man. You're going to yeah. like, oh, it's going to soar and you're going to have, yeah, you're, gonna, you're not going to like it. And sometimes good deeds are also like that. So for example, for the person who has not been praying for the past few years, that first prayer, oh man, it's tough, man. It's so difficult. Like if you have not been praying tahajud at all, that first time you're going to wake up, oh man, it's tough. But after you try it after again and you're determined to do it again, the next time it gets a bit easier. So, yeah, yesterday was, but I kind of know how to feel now. So I'll do it again. I'll do it again. That's why you have some statements of the Salaf. I can't remember the name, but it says that I struggled to pray Salah for 20 years. The first 10 years, I, I didn't like it. I was very uncomfortable with it. But the next 10 years, I, I, I got used to it. Like it becomes a habit to me now. So it, it's kind of like, it, it happens for every every deed. The first one, it's sort of like a curve. Like in the beginning, the ease of doing it, it's really low. And the more repetitions you do, the higher it gets. But if you don't repeat it so much, you actually go a bit further, further back. You can use this to your advantage, yeah? If you, for bad deeds. So that means if you have stopped rep repeating the bad deeds, eventually the ease to do it gets less and less. The compulsion to do it again gets gets reduced. So that's mm -hmm. one way to do it, to put some distance between you and that bad deed. So yeah, that's some of the strategies which I'll touch on later. But yeah, these yeah. are some of the, 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 the general concepts about it. Yeah. Now that we know there's such a vast, um, you know, understanding behind habits and why it's important to uh, get rid of our bad habits and inculcate good habits. But the question remains, right, for common people like us, for laymen like us, how are... Uh, Uh, do, you have, do we know any strategies that are easy to do and you know are sustainable for our, for the long run that we want to go on this path to uh, get rid of our bad habits and inculcate inshallah good habits so let's move on to the strategies now um, if any of the brothers would like to uh, expand on any meaningful strategies that they've picked up from their personal experience or from um, research that how can we let's say get rid of our bad habits in a sustainable way, in a good way, in some in a way that is lasting, inshallah. Okay, can I start with this? I just, uh, sure, sure. Afadal, <laughs> okay. Aki. I think, first of all, I was called to put so many uh, uh, techniques, strategies, tactics to overcome um, uh, bad habits, yeah, since. And for one, I just could call him from uh, only two books. He, he put like almost 70 action plans that we can do. But I'm right, going to right. take some of the plans which are related to a technique which is quite common, quite famous now called mindfulness. So there right, was this right. uh, a, a researcher named uh, Andy Marlin. So he, he came up with this uh, uh, urge surfing technique. So uh, to, to, It's to, called to, urge surfing? Urge, like urge, ah, urge. Right. you have in urge. surf. Surfing the urge. Surfing the urge, yeah. Mm, okay. so because you say Interesting. Like, like, <laughs> like your urge is like a wave, yeah? It has its peak and then after the peak, it will just uh, dies off, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when that urge actually comes to you, yeah. so in essence, it's about when the urge actually comes to you, when you have that urge, you take a pause, yeah, you take a step back and you actually reassess every single thing. You reassess, mm. the, especially the consequence, the long-term, short-term, what does this single, uh, what does this uh, habit, this addition does to you in the long run, in the short run? It's, it's just about occupying your mind to think of the consequence of the, of that of addiction because the nature of addiction the, na the nature of urge that it will eventually dies off it has its peak right, right. and after some time it will just dies off so you, it can die off from uh, being subdued after a long time 
and he can also you can also overcome it by rational thinking. So, <laughs> so basically talking talking yourself out of it. That's right. Like talking yourself out of it. Uh, yeah. Find okay. time to talk okay. yourself out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like positive procrastination. <laughs> procrastination. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just that like what I, I like to like the type of questions uh, that you can uh, ask yourself. I think a lot of uh, scholars put a lot of uh, angles to what actually you can question yourself when you are face to face with your shahwat, with your shubhat. You're about to take that step and fall down that cliff of, of, of sin. I mean, I only use that same principle. We are guilty of this, yeah? When we want to do good deeds, we always procrastinate by giving all sorts of excuses. I want to memorize Quran, but any my taji is not so but... good. I don't have a teacher. <laughs> I don't have time. I don't know how to do it. Like, I, I, we, and then we end up overthinking it and we don't even start. Okay, we, we do that anyway for our good deeds, right? <laughs> <So> adopt that. <laughs> yeah. like, like with tahajud, right? Oh, I want to wake up with tahajud, but I need like my six hours of beauty sleep. And then, you know, I, I, I finish late at night. We, we create all sorts of mental barriers and we never even start, right? And then we say like, but next week, inshallah, I'll be okay. Like, what are you talking about, you know? So why don't you do that same thing with bad deeds? Like, so when you want to, you, you have, or, or your habits that you're doing, right? Why don't you overthink it? Like, ah, if I do this, it kind of looks a bit stupid and kind of like this. And then, and then if I see somebody else doing it, I kind of like look at him in a not so nice way. So why, why am I doing this to myself? I'll do this next week. Ah, so uh, you know, like you know, okay. so you, you you kind of overthink the bad deeds. Like you kind of like 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 what I mean is saying, like you you over over bloat how how bad it is, even though it looks like minor. You trying to like, say you want trying to quit a, a, a social media habit, right? Like you know, you're browsing, you're browsing. Just take your stuff back, like that mindfulness thing, right? And then you mm-hmm. say that like, I'm looking at this guy who's trying to become a better Muslim, and he's doing this all day. Is that something that I want to look up to? Is that a, a, a man that I want my son to look up to? Now you're thinking like, oh, wait. Oh, and I okay, gotta okay. catch myself now, right? <laughs> so you know, just doing this overthinking thing, that's a practical way of doing it. Mm. And also, it reminds me also, also another another aspect of our religion, which is knowing that Allah is always watching you. This is the concept of, in Islam, it's called muraqaba. Mm. So um, knowing that Allah is always looking at you, looking at your every action, even knowing all that you are thinking about. I think this can be a very powerful um, thing that can prevent us from going through sin. Because, for example, if you are you find your shahwat very strong to uh, trying to commit a certain sin, for example, and suddenly uh, you remember that, you know, this, this particular thing that you were about to do, Allah is doesn't like this action and you know um, that you know that Allah is always watching you and therefore that that show that becomes a very effective barrier I would say uh, that starts from within your heart which is like something to do with mindfulness that brother Amir mentioned that when you stop and pause and think of that of what the consequences are of your actions that you're going to, going to do the consequences in the akhirah that you will be answerable to Allah for every every single action that we do in this world, right? That I think this is a very strong sense of why why you wanna not do that particular bad habit. So perhaps we can start with that if we find um, find it difficult to to refrain from doing any of these bad habits. So remember the the concept of muraqaba, knowing that Allah is always watching you. And it actually, Muraqabah is actually one step lower than the Ihsan, right? Uh, ihsan is two parts. One is Mujahadah and, if I'm not mistaken, is it correct, brothers? Yep, yeah. Mujahadah and Muraqabah, right? Mushahada, Mushahada. Mushahada, Mushahada sorry. 
musyahadah and muraqabah. So musyahadah is um, uh, seeing, uh, doing a, something that you're seeing, seeing, you are seeing Allah, right? Yeah. Muraqabah mm-hmm. is uh, if you don't, um, if you cannot feel that you are you're seeing Allah, know that Allah is always watching you. So that's mm-hmm. something a concept that we can try to implement in our lives to perhaps have a strong sense of why why not to do a particular deed. Yeah, yeah. these are just the points that people might think of when when they're doing this positive procrastination. This yeah, yeah. Right? These are some of the points that you can do. Inshallah. Actually, this reminds me of an ayah of the Quran in Surah Al Imran where Allah speaks about the the people of Taqwa, right? and then he describes وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا فَعَلُوا فَاحِشَةً أَوْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ ذَكَرُوا اللَّهَ فَاسْتَغْفَرُوا لِذُنُوبِهِمْ Those who, when they want to do something wrong, they commit a sin. That means they do commit sins. I mean, we we all as human beings, we are susceptible mm. to that. But immediately they remember Allah. And then they and then they ask istighfar. Now, here's the thing, right? Being about muraqabah, right? Sometimes the, the thought does cross our mind, but the bad habit that we have is we always brush it away. Oh, Allah's watching us. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to think about that. So mm, that, yeah. when you do that multiple times, that becomes a bad habit. So that's what you want to train yourself. Like you want to catch yourself. Oh, I shouldn't ignore. Like I should do what is in Surah Al-Imran, Astaghfirullah. Like just try to practice that. It's it's not easy. It's, uh, nobody's saying that quitting bad habits is easy. But and, and even yeah. building this building this good habit, it's actually doing both. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's destroying the bad habit of ignoring the the fact that Allah is watching you, and it's building the good habit of istighfar. Right. So uh, yeah, this is just and, uh, and in the same ayah, the the the, the letter fa fastaghfirullah is it means immediately, mm-hmm. not like you're not right, procrastinating right. to to make istighfar to Allah, but you do it immediately. When you catch yourself doing right, right. sin, in that moment, yeah, yeah, in the spur of that the moment, moment, just astaghfirullah. Yeah, what am I doing? Yeah, mm. sometimes you're constantly doing bad deeds. Yeah, uh, sorry, bad habits in this, in our know, discussion, yeah? point of discussion, and, and you know Allah is looking at you, and sometimes you just you just you do not balance the hope and, and fear of Allah. Maybe say, okay, Allah will always is always forgiving. He's gonna forgive me. He's gonna keep on forgiving me. But you keep on watching or keep on doing smoking whatsoever. But then your daughter comes into the room, your wife steps into the room, your parents st- steps in the room. You quickly switch off the screen. Because you feel yeah. you're being Stop. caught by, by by someone else. Because you know what you're doing is filth. You know the the, yeah. the kind of uh, filth that you're you're indulging yourself, and you don't want anybody to know about it. But think of it: you stop not because you fear Allah, but you stop because you fear other people is actually gonna caught you with that. So, fear is only the best place for Allah. It's an ibadah mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. heart. It's for and it has to be for Allah. Mm-hmm. That's a danger. You know say in this situation that you might fall into shirk, because now your fear. Is to uh, from from uh, that 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 stops you from 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 anything is haram is no longer for Allah, but for something else. So that's mm. the danger, yeah. So the best sense of why, therefore, should be for Allah, yeah. That's something that's that we can always uh, remind ourselves on the intentions and why we are doing things for Allah. Exactly, and, and for yeah. for that why, yeah. Like uh, imagine when we were in, when we were in school back then, yeah. Sometimes we we don't do we don't do bad habits, yeah. We we don't play by the drain. We don't play in the mud, yeah. <laughs> Why? Because my ma- because our mother tells us not not to do it because we love our mom. Why uh-huh. why we why we avoid uh, not, why you do our homework? Why we, because our dad tells us you gotta do your homework, son, or, or, or our teachers, <laughs> someone who we look highly upon them tells us to do something good and we do it. We are, mm. so think of it. We are doing it. We doing something and we are not doing something because of our love for our parents or because we look highly upon them. Then we do it. Mm. And now, yeah. now. Shouldn't we have the same love, the higher higher love and higher glorification for Allah? Shouldn't. Yeah. So meaning, if you don't do it, if your 
if you're sinning, you're falling into this, meaning there's some, some deficiency in your love for Allah and the way you glorify Allah. Because right. if you really glorify someone, if you really highly for someone, you follow what he tells you. To. If the king tells you to do something, eat spaghetti for the whole week, you do it. <laughs> yes. but, uh, Allah telling you to, to stay away from sin. If you're not doing it, there's something in terms of how you glorify Allah. And also there's, there's lecture in, how, in your love for Allah. Yeah, right, there's right. an angle to that. Yeah. And, and the way to cultivate it is basically seeking knowledge, right? Seeking knowledge, knowing Allah. And therefore you can build that, that sense of iman. And, and from there on, you will know, you will develop that fear of Allah in the right way. Yeah, yes, Ashami. Uh, sorry, uh, just want to add quickly to what Bad Ami said. Uh, that's why uh, the scholar Ibn Taymiyyah, he said, things can be loved from one perspective and disliked from another. But nothing can be loved for every aspect of its being except Allah alone. Uh, therefore, al-uluhiyah or the worship and the worship and devotion to Allah is not befitting for anyone but Him only. Because had there been gods within the heavens and the earth besides Allah, they both would have been ruined. So he said, the praiseworthy form of mahabba, the praiseworthy form of love or desire or intention, you know, uh, this uh, uh, thing that we want to engage in, persistently engage in, is um, the, pra the, praiseworthy, the praiseworthy form of it is love that brings a benefit to the one who possesses it. And the benefit is happiness in the dunya and the akhirah. The harmful form of mahabbah is, or love is that earns the one who possesses it harm and misery. Right. So of course, no one would choose to love someone as something that is harmful. Uh, but yeah, again, but due to the ignorance and maybe self-oppressive natures of a person, right? Their souls lead them to either what is destructive and non-beneficial. Uh, mm. So they they lead them to what they love and desire not knowing whether that thing is beneficial or harmful. So this why, that's why knowledge, seeking knowledge again, you know, is very important for us. And be, be within the circle, be, with, be within a circle of friends that remind you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because if you're alone, then the shaitan will always come, uh, mm. uh, come and, you know, attack you. And uh, there are many hadith of this. And one hadith and we can, we can share, inshallah, is uh, from Musnad Ahmad. Where the Prophet Sallallahu he 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 uh, narrated this from Allah Subhanahu Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He said, "Qala uh, iblis." So iblis as uh, iblis la He said, "Ya Rab, uh, Ya Rab, O oh my Lord, by your honor, by your honor, I will not stop causing your slaves to go into error as long as their souls are in their bodies." He said. So what did Allah say? Allah says something profound. He says something similar, but he said, "By my honor." And my greatness, I will not stop forgiving them as long as they continue to seek my forgiveness. Subhanallah. Mm. So there's a mirror between that the, the, the conversation, right? So mm. you know that just shows that you know never for never uh, when we when we try to quit bad habits, inshallah, it, it's going to be difficult. No one says right. it's going to be easy, right? Mm. No one's yep. no one ever say it was easy. Yeah, it's yep, difficult. Yep. As you know, like the brothers shared, you know, Subhanallah. I think it take them years, even you know, a decade even to to get them out from these, you know, bad habits, right? Yeah. But, but no matter how difficult it, uh, no matter how difficult the habit that we are trying to escape is, you know, never give up on the comforting mercy of Allah. Mm, yeah, Allah Azawajal, He said, yeah, keep on trying. Because Allah Azawajal, He said, وَلَا تَيْأَسُوا مِنْ رَوْحِ إِنَّهُ لَا يَيْأَسُوا مِنْ رَوْحِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرُونَ And despair not from the relief from Allah, because indeed no one despairs from 
the relief of Allah except the disbelieving people. So mm-hmm. the important there's an interesting point here. Why why does the disbelieving people why do they despair from Allah? Can can anyone you know maybe have an answer or something? Why do the disbelieving people the disbelieving people they don't you know they don't uh, they they despair from the the mercy of Allah? Ignorance from Allah about the mercy of Allah. Yes, uh, that's correct. Also, but I'll add something to that because it's it is as if they're saying to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, Ya Allah, you don't know who you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know who, what I'm going through, okay. right? But okay. here's no. the thing: Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala He created us and He created the actions, you know. But it is us mm. who choose, you know, to to follow these actions, whether good or bad, yeah. right? And Allah knows, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala He said. Uh, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is closer to us than our jugular veins so he mm. knows us but you're saying that ya Allah you don't know what i'm going through so you know you're not having mercy upon me so it's as if they're saying this you know so naudzu billahi min zalik no we, this is not uh, befitting to uh you know to 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 be said to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala so um yeah have mercy in Allah and ask seek Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala's help you know Uh, these are just just general uh, g- general uh, advice, you know, for people who you know try to, because dua is very important and ask him to uh, you know to help you uh, to get away from this bad habit, inshallah. Can I add something on the point of uh, Allah's mercy? Yeah, I think these are really good points. But I want to share. I find this behavior model very very useful to apply in our practical lives because the reality is when we speak about bad habits, there there may be bad habits which are not necessarily haram. So what what are, yep. what are the brothers are speaking about now are things which are clearly haram, but also you have things which on the surface they seem relatively harmless, right? Maybe the bad habits could be so scrolling social media, spending hours on YouTube, what else? Uh, watching yep. football yep. or watching, uh, drowning yourself in doom scrolling of news. These are all bad habits, you know. Or eating junk food every day. It's halal. Watching- Watching product review. Networks. <laughs> Watching product reviews. Excessively, right. is it? Excessively. Yeah. So, so let's try to break it down so that because yeah, I, I find this behavioral model useful for those habits and also the religious stuff as well. So this is called the Fogg behavioral model. It's from a book called Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg, the author of B.J. Fogg. So I'll try to I'll try to project the 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 graph on on the video inshallah. So basically, imagine our, our behaviors, our actions are like this uh, graph. Whereby the x-axis is the ability, how easy it is to do, and how so how difficult and how easy. So the bigger the ability, that means the uh, yeah the yeah. So it goes up the axis, yeah. And the other axis is the motivation. Right. Okay. So you have motivation and ability, and you have this habit line they call it. So whenever a certain prompt or a trigger happens, if it's above the habit line, then you will do it. So for example, if the motivation is high and it's easy to do, you'll do it. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so if the motivation low and the the ability to do it, I mean, it's difficult for you. You won't do it. So okay. you can take two extremes to this. So if you find very high motivation, but it's difficult for you to do, you won't do it. And the right. other way around, if it's very easy to do, but you're not really motivated to do it, you won't really do it. Also, mm-hmm. so if you wanna like like dissect the habits that you have for example try to look at this slider now and just just frame it that's a, that's an easy way of looking at it if you want to quit bad habits can you make it difficult or can you reduce the motivation ah mm, so so these are two things that 
pay attention to. Uh, yeah, that's right. Motivation so, and if we want to summarize all that we were speaking about, it basically comes to these two things. Like, if you want to increase in 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 doing a good habit, means you increase the motivation and you make it easy. And right now, our topic is to make it difficult. So, what are, what the brothers are saying right now, like for example, what Shahmi, Ame, Reza, what what you're summarizing about the habits or the the impacts of sins and about understanding about this whole knowledge thing. What you're doing is you're decreasing the motivation of that bad habit. So eventually you're going to hate it so much that I don't want to do it anymore, you know? Yep, <laughs> so, yep, yep. <laughs> so that's that's the internal driver now. You want to make it like really really despicable now. You realize you catch yourself doing it and yeah. it what what this is for the religious stuff. But for very neutral stuff, right? Like when we speak about for example doom scrolling and watching football all these things, right? Now when you when you the most the more knowledge you seek as well and- Can, can can you remind us what doom scrolling is again? Right, <laughs> right, right. Doom scrolling is this uh, habit habit whereby you keep scrolling bad news, which is happening oh, a lot in COVID, okay. right? Okay, so okay. you read about COVID, and you read about the effects of vaccines, you read about death rates, you read about the government conspiracies, and oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> COVID conspiracies, right? the yeah, vaccines. So- So, so yeah. reading news by itself, it's not haram, but then you keep on doing it, it leads to a lot of negative things. So actually, the more you seek knowledge, the more you understand the impacts of these things. And I think we spoke about this uh, in in the episode about caring for mental health, right? About this thing about streaming shows, right? It, it decreases your willpower to do negative things. And when you know these things, right? Even without looking at the religious aspects, you start to realize that it's not a good habit, man. So it decreases your motivation. But And another strategy is to make it difficult now. So there are ways that you can make things difficult. So maybe I won't spend too much time talking about this. But for example, I have this habit, right? I have this this really bad habit of when I'm working from home, I'll I'll open the fridge every few minutes. Do you, do you guys do that? Ah, like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the go-to place. Right. Right. So, it's a hot place. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Right. You know, you gotta cool right. off. No, no. To quit this is not. It's not. It's not easy for me. So I mean, I still do that. I I mean, I'm not not every five minutes. I'm I'm super exaggerating, but I do that quite. Frequently, so what I do now is that I stuff my fridge with fruits and and I don't I don't put chocolates there. I don't put ice cream there. I just put stuff that it's it's okay the snack. You know it's cool, right? <laughs> so, Good so snacks, you, sir. Yeah. So what you do is you make the the bad habits of bad snacking difficult. So what you can apply to this, for example, like we have a TV at home, but it's not in our living room. It's in our cupboard. So if we want to watch TV, you can, but you got to open the cupboard, take it out. Put it on the mm. put it on the counter. Put it on the plug. Look for a channel, and then here's the thing: after watching, you have to put it back in the cupboard. So after the second, third time, you're like, you know what? It's not worth it, right? Let's let's just do something <laughs> else, you know. <laughs> so that's one of the things you can do. Like if you have a bad habit, for example, if you have you're trying to quit, let's say uh, an, an app that you're trying to do, maybe it's social media, maybe it's some pornography thing that you you have on your mm. phone. Like put a device on it. Like you you delete it, then like. There are lots of software that prevents you from doing it, but you have to be honest with yourself. You have to like because after some time, like you have that urge to do it. You're like, oh, this is too difficult. I forget about it. So that's what you want to get mm. into. Yeah, right, right. And also look at the missed opportunity from from that time spent for for addiction. For okay, let's take example, watching football, oh, pornography. Okay, watching football first. Mm. Let's see, one football match is one and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that one and a half hours is every Sunday. Yeah. Let's say 56 weeks times one and a half hours. How many hours, hundreds of thousands of hours that you is at your disposal for you to call your parents, yeah. for you to get a passive income, for you to read a book, pick up something new skills. Imagine how the, those thousands of hours that you can spend. Yeah, number one, mm, yeah. and also certain addiction, certain bad habits, addiction. Yeah, even let's say let's say pornography. Maybe it's half an hour. 
but the actual is not half an hour. Oh, you yeah, it's half an hour, and then whatever that the the the, sharp, the fake requirement that that comes after that, you do, probably you need more than half an hour. Mm. Now imagine, imagine every time you like let's say somebody use every day times three hundred sixty-five. How many hundred, how many thousand hours you you actually wasted yourself onto? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm, so correct, correct. sometimes the moment is not. Uh, Let's say you, you like to uh, someone who likes to, uh, to to buy lottery tickets. It's maybe 10 minutes job, but it's not 10 mm. minutes. You got to drive yourself to the to the, uh, to the to the to the shop, buy that, and drive yourself back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so right, it's, right. it's more than just 10 minutes or half an hour or five minutes. It's more than that. Yeah. Think yeah. of it. Yeah. Quantify sure. those 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 wastage. Yeah. And then you see how much how much waste is all together. Yeah. Oh, by the way, let's speak a bit about uh, willpower. Yeah. So you imagine that that behavior model which I spoke about. I'll try to flash the flash it on our video, inshallah. So what if it doesn't go above the habit line? Can you force yourself to do a habit, or can you force yourself to quit a habit even though it's easy to do and you have high motivation? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that possible? So the answer is yes. You can like push through. That right? you can like the willpower. You can squeeze yourself doing it, but you get very mentally exhausted. And it's not sustainable to do it in the long run. So that's the thing, right? If you are starting to quit something, you have to make it easy for you to quit. You can't like you can't pound yourself. That's the problem about us. Like if if we rely too much on motivation alone, if we rely on our iman by ourselves, we are weak, yeah. And that's a problem. Like sometimes when we yep. hear a lecture, we're like, yeah, I'm gonna quit this, like, you know. And then next day, yeah, like, yeah, the eh. iman boost. <laughs> yeah, the iman boost. Then next day, we're like. Eh. Next week, inshallah. So yeah. that's the thing. Like this happens to me a lot when I'm buying books. Like I have this motivation. Like, ooh, mashallah, this book is so cool. Okay, I'll buy this book. I'll buy this book. And then it just sits on my shelf. And I read chapter one, and the bookmark sort of just stays there for the next few years. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then so the then, next time you want books, your wife's gonna. You gotta finish this book first before I, before you can get any new books. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> All these books is to be read first before you. Yeah. Books. Yeah. So 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 the the fundamental theme about this is this. Our motivation is fleeting, and this is in in our deen. It's mentioned that as well. Our hearts are in the fingers of our Rahman. If Allah wants to keep our hearts steadfast, He'll keep it steadfast, or not, we'll just go astray. So we can't really leave it to ourselves. What we want to do is increase our baseline of iman by our good deeds slowly, increase our knowledge, and eventually our motivation to do good deeds will increase, and bad deeds uh, and and motivation to sins will decrease. But while you're doing that, while you're trying to quit, don't expose yourself. Yeah, don't make it difficult for yourself. Find ways to make it easy for you. And this is what, what when we speak about this episode about these all these different strategies to make it difficult and also to decrease your motivation. So all these different uh, mi- micro strategies, inshallah. Like, uh, right. like uh, most of the points that we talk, like how Imam Kaim put this, frame this is like these are more like a internal barriers, barriers that, that right. that's uh, in, uh, impacting your intellect, your 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 intelligence, your 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 mind as well as your heart. But there's also uh, physical barriers, external barriers that you can put in place to stop you from actually sinning. Yeah. So, so one of the things that that that, that talks uh, they talk about is know what your triggers are. Mm-hmm. Like, know what triggers you to do something? So, so be be sensitive of your of of your of your senses. Yeah. Know like a, uh, doing certain things. What sort of a, uh, feeling it incites you? Like, okay, if I incite certain feelings, okay, this is you know where where it's heading to. Cut it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time of right. day. For instance, late night, yeah, mm-hmm. in the afternoon, yeah. whatever you know that time of day, you 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 think not of that. Uh, uh, the people, for instance, you have to have some we call it kaki, yeah, like a uh, where where you meet up. <laughs> you're only going to talk about certain rubbish only. Yeah, yeah? your homies, homies. Your homies, yeah. <laughs> so get rid of that rubbish yeah. by getting rid of that people. Yeah, maybe right. don't. If you need to meet them, don't meet them in in one whole gang because that you'll be overpowered. Yeah, maybe you meet them true. one by one. Yeah. 
yeah. then it's easy to come, you you get you get more control of the conversation yeah you can you can right. you can you, you can't change the conversation of seven people yeah by just coming and telling you <laughs> it doesn't work like that yeah <laughs> it's easier if you have one on a personal one to one conversation yeah so no be sensitive for the, of those uh, changes in in yourself yeah so that's where you can find those triggers and try to avoid those and those triggers can be right. as subtle as boredom uh, in throughout the day let's say you're working yeah. from home you just feel a bit I kind of feel okay. I'll just open social media. That's a simple trigger. Uh, just browse and True. oh wait a minute, it's one hour. Like okay, that that happens, right? Because so the trigger can be boredom. So it's it's really about assessing yourself. What what drives you to do that thing? And it can be anything, yeah. Yeah. Usually mm. we can identify it by when what did what did you do before you do the bad sin? Eh, the bad the bad habit. Just like smoking, right? After it, eh, what did you do before you? Just get get the the the, the cigarette. Ah, For me, sorry, before okay. that, I I think I I ate or I'm starting a conversation with a friend who is smoke as well. So that's uh, some of the trigger we need to identify. Yeah. I, I like that. So so those some triggers are, are activity related. So I have a friend. Yeah. He's yeah. a practicing Muslim, but he likes to speak to ladies. He really likes it, and he's very smooth. And his triggers is gym time at at, at the gym. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> After every workout, he's gonna go. Uh, he's gonna try his luck with some some it's some, habit, some huh? uh, yeah. Some, <laughs> there. I see. I, so he knows that. So he he ends up going to a gym that only that only cops and police goes. So oh. to work out, not to network. So it's a. <laughs> okay. So he 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 had it upon himself That's to uh, to change it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your environment has a. Sorry, yeah, go, go ahead. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to put in a point about the motivation, brother Faisal mentioned the motivation. You know, sometimes you might you find that you have high motivation, and sometimes you have low motivation, and perhaps to go about it based on motivation itself. Yeah, like it is not such a strong way, I guess. Mm. But what we can counter it with is that. Um, instead of focusing on specific goals, for example, focus more on the systems that you want to live, uh, live by. For example, the system that you have in your life. Right. For example, how Brother Faisal uh, replaced all the snacks with uh, <laughs> fruits. That's yeah. uh, an example of uh, replacing it with a good system. So you still have these things, but you have a good system in place. So therefore, it's less likely that you veer off the, the path When you are feeling not so motivated, but you have that system in place. That's yeah, the so, of the engineering yeah. control. You know? <laughs> and then you eliminate, and then you. Yeah. <laughs> I know PPE is the last one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. PPE meaning personal protective equipment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mashallah. So this is something as well. You know, create an environment whereby your systems that you have in place lead you mm. to do to do good habits and not uh, bad habits you know so yeah and uh, also on the effect of environment i believe brother faisal was going to mention something about this as well before right oh, okay yeah 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 so yeah you know in, in the book atomic habits there's a whole chapter dedicated to this right you can actually design your environment and it's interesting to note that our religion as well has a lot of basis about how our environment shapes our behavior and one of the best examples of this is a hadith in al-bukhari and muslim about the man who murdered 99 people right 
So I, I think right. we spoke, I, I love this hadith. There's so many amazing lessons. So, but I'll try to keep it concise for our discussion, inshallah. But the important lesson for, I, I want to take from this is that this guy, so after he murdered 99 people, right? So he went to a, 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 a righteous worship worshiper, right? Saying, okay, how can I repent? And then the guy was like, you killed 99 people? No way Allah is going to forgive you. So what did the guy do? The guy killed the guy. So he, the, the habit of killing became so easy for him that if you annoy him a bit, come, khalas, you know, mm, <laughs> like yeah, increase yeah, the kill this count. This is perhaps a habit to him, right? Yeah. Killing someone yeah. Just, just because. <laughs> yeah, I mean, today people are speaking about serial killers like Ted Bundy. They kill like, it's nothing compared to 99 or 100, you know, like, this mm. guy is like seriously mass murderer on today's Prolific. level, right? Hyper, <laughs> yeah. hyper serial killer. Yeah, hyper Super serial killer. killer. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so finally he went to a scholar. So this is an important point. He didn't give up. He's, he's not like, yeah, ah, you know what? The killer blood is in me. I killed a righteous guy. Forget about it. There's no hope. Ah, he didn't, right? Mm. He consulted somebody else. So that's, a, that, that's important. Like when we relapse, just keep on trying. As what Shami is saying, right? Mm. The important thing is, Allah, you remember that Allah will never stop to forgive you if you keep trying. So keep trying. This man who murdered 99, 99 people, eventually 100, still consulted a scholar, a people of knowledge. So this shows you, you don't seek advice from any person, yeah? Even though a person might mm. be righteous, maybe might not give the best advice for you. So this is one advice that, that I took from the hadith. Mm. But his, the interesting thing about the hadith is when he went to the scholar, the scholar asked him, so you know what? There's nothing between you and Allah to prevent you from repentance. Oh, okay. I can now move one step forward. So that's the key. Mm. When you want to quit a bad habit, it's always about just moving one step ahead. But his, so the advice that he gave, I love this advice. He says, okay, this is an evil land. So you have to leave it and go to another town. Do not return to this land of yours because it's an evil land. So eventually the end of the hadith is this man went on the journey and he died halfway. And there's an interesting narration that the angels argued about this, right? And eventually Allah made the angels of mercy measure his distance closer to the destination town and therefore he entered paradise. SubhanAllah, just being on the way to repentance, yeah? That's enough for you to earn the mercy of Allah. But the interesting point is this. The scholar advised him to go to the land, right? But did the scholar yeah. himself made the hijrah, the migration? No. Ah, no. He stayed. Mm. But he told him to go. Why? Because for him, that environment triggered him to do those bad deeds. But for the scholar, it doesn't trigger him. No, so it, it's different people, yeah? Like for some of us, we may be in, like I may say, right? But by ourselves, that's when we, attend, we have the tendency to do evil things. But for some people with the group of people, with a group of friends, that's when they become the worst devils. So it's kind of like mm. catching yourself. Oh, okay. I, I kind of see where. And so you have to like make that choice. It's difficult to move from one land to another, but this is what the, the, that, that person did. So uh, the lesson is about self-awareness here. And also like for us, like how do we take this? How, how do we understand this, right? It's not about making drastic changes. So a lot of us, like we think about changing environment, right? But it's really about like I'm saying, like break it down a little bit that, okay, I understand that this triggers me. And sometimes it's a bit of a trial and error. So that's one thing I, I learned about the book Power of Habit and also this book Tiny Habits. Don't look at it as like, I'm, I like, you know, the, the problem about us is like, for example, we make this New Year's resolution, right? I'm never going to smoke another mm. cigarette ever again. If you do that, it's very yeah. painful for your mind, you know, like, oh, never. You know what? Even this never thing. Yeah, even the body. Yeah. So you know what? This never thing, I think next week is okay. So, you know, because it's very difficult, yeah? So you have to come up with systems, yeah. as what Reza is saying. Methodologies. Yeah. That's right. It's, it's nice. Like when you, when you really want to substitute that, that bad uh, the time allocated for bad habits for something 
beneficial, useful, like what Brother Faisal did in his fridge, that is the the fruits instead of chocolates, yeah? Yeah. Do something achievable, yeah? Do something yeah, achievable. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Don't know yep. like, okay, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, walk, play video games until late night. I'm gonna memorize the Quran from from today onwards. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, but, but that's, that's about it, yeah? No yeah, problem. motherhood Nothing. statements, they call it. Motherhood <laughs> statements, yeah? Right? Unachievable yeah. goals, yeah. 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 There's no action plan, no hows, right? Just like, ooh, I want this, right? <laughs> It's a faraway dream. <laughs> Yeah, so one this... interesting point, right? The, uh, that Brother Faisal mentioned as well, part of the hadith, that um, the effect of your environment is very mm-hmm. important. And particularly, a subset of that is the effect of your companionship. As Rasulullah mm-hmm. right. mentioned uh, in one of the hadith in Sunan Abi Dawud, which is a Hassan hadith, mentioned that a man follows the religion of his friend. So each one should consider whom he makes his friend with. So this is profound. It's not only, um, it's particularly to do with, you know, you will be influenced whether you like it or not by your close companion. So you don't want uh, one day in, in the Akhirah, there is an ayah in the Quran in Surah Al-Furqan. Uh, it says, oh, woe to me. I wish I had not taken that one as a friend. You know, mm, that's what you don't want. You know? yeah. And and that's that's something that's a stark warning from Allah that, your friend uh, right now has a very big impact on you. So, so uh, it's one thing that we can pay attention to. Perhaps because by having this companion, you are always influenced or drawn to certain bad habits or certain influences that you might not be aware of, but you are, you are directly influenced by that. You know? so, so this is something that um, one, we, one has to pay attention to because this is a very big part of your life that leads you to do good things, good good deeds, good habits, or bad deeds and bad habits. Also, like like certain bad habit or certain ambition, yeah? The Sharia have already uh, 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 written, written uh, 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 mitigations to it, yeah? For instance, like, like uh, if you have uh, issues with, with your sexual desires, then the Sharia has, has suggested fasting, marriage, yeah? If you have issues with uh, with a tough heart, like uh, maybe reading the Quran is, is and contemplating on the meaning is is a is a solution for you. If you like to lie, you like to uh, gossip, you like to curse, then the the, the Sharia tells you about controlling your speech. So there are certain addition that the Sharia have given solutions. So it's just about us further finding those solutions. So there are that kind of um, uh, solutions out there in in the Sharia as well. So for us to to look in, look up into it, and there and those are usually specific topics that, that, that we can uh, uh, go and listen on our, on, our, on, our, on our own, yeah. Yeah, I know, I mean, you reminded me of something, a quote that somebody shared. The quote was very profound. It says that the more you uh, lower your gaze, the prettier your wife becomes. Oh, wow, oh, think about that. Eh? Yeah. I think that's so yeah. profound. So like the, the, the more beautiful ladies you look at, the more your desire is going outside of the realm of halal. That's the problem mm. with us. So a lot mm. of us, we think that our desires are driven by like things like pornography and all this uh, lewd imagery and so on. But the reality is even movies, yeah, coming, I mean, they, they don't choose uh, like not, they always select, right? Good looking people, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so you don't realize it subconsciously plants the idea in your head. The more you look at all these good looking people, these macho guys, these pretty ladies, and you look at your wife, then 
you know, like it, 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 it paints that picture. So sometimes you don't realize that that's the habit that leads us to do haram, but we don't, we don't see it right. that way. We're like, ah, it's pretty harmless. Oh no, this is dangerous stuff. Hmm. Subhanallah. You know, there's another. No. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Say. Uh yeah, with with uh, uh with uh, in relations to what Brother Faisal has said, um I I wish to quote another uh saying by Ibn Taymiyyah. Sorry, I'm uh, quoting a lot by, uh, from him today, but um he said he said something really profound, quite profound. He said, a per a person may commit zina but not overcome by passion and longing. With his uh, in Arabic is called al ishq Okay, uh, and vice versa. Zina with the private parts is worse than committing a minor sin, such as looking or kissing, but willfully persevering upon ishq or desire, longing or passion, right? And the things that accompany that, such as looking at women a lot, could be worse than committing zina once. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yeah, and then he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes bad thoughts and crude behavior. Crude behavior here means uh, illegal sexual activities uh, from those who are sincere to Allah. And then he, uh, with relations to Surah Yusuf, he said, Yusuf was, of course, one of the sincere worshippers of Allah. He worshipped him alone without associating any partners with him. And he placed his trust in Allah and sought aid from him alone. Mm. So this is why that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the courage and strength to pull away from the women. We, even though he wanted, you know, uh, if if not by Allah's mercy, he would have, you know, done what, you know, the the, the deed, you know. But mm. one, I, I just think this is uh, especially that part where where he said that, you know, the ishq, you know, doing that, persevering upon the ishq is worse than committing zina once. So it's fun. It's mm. really something to think about, you know. Yeah, that's really deep. So yeah, speaking about environment and friends, I just want to add something. So I I, I found this a very interesting point. Like back in the Vietnam War. Uh, th they found out that the American soldiers, many of them were addicted to heroin. And oh. uh, to the point where I think one in five American soldiers at least tried it. One in five, like 20%. That's a mm. lot. And a lot of them were addicted to it. Like they were becoming habitual users of, of uh, I can't remember, what it was. I think it was heroin. Or is it cocaine? If you guys know this story. Was that, was that like something like was, that was prescribed to them to make them last longer or to make them you know, stronger in battle? Is that something to do with it? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Was, was, was prescribed to them, right? Cigarettes. Yeah, cigarettes were. Sure. But but oh, what right. they were addicted okay. to for that one was uh, heroin or cocaine. I can't remember. But okay, let's okay. just for this discussion, okay. let's call it heroin. Okay. I could be I could be mistaken. But because yeah, it was it was grown in Vietnam, right? Ah, that's right. Okay, okay, it was very easily available. Right. So so during the war, they were very concerned about the soldiers. Like they would come back to America and become junkies. Mm. But what what one fascinating thing happened is after the war. 95% of them never did heroin again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. So, so they, they tried to discover like, what's going on? Like, it turns out that why they were so addicted to it was because number one, a lot of people were doing it. It was readily available and they used it as a means of socializing with other people and the stress of war was there and they were okay. far away from their family members. All these anxiety okay. factors pushed them into doing heroin on a consistent basis. But when the, once they got back home with their families, without those triggers, without those friends, without the stress of war, no heroin. Wow. Okay. Amazing. Okay. And I think this is mind-blowing because at the time, a lot of sociologists were blown away because they thought that this thing is highly addictive. 
that once you're hooked onto it, there's no way of quitting. It turns out that that, that physical addiction played no role whatsoever in, in triggering back these things. It's all to do with social and habitual factors. I think that's really mind-blowing. And so how do we think true. about us? Mm. Yeah? <laughs> like, how do we yeah. quit? It reminds me of a friend. Uh. A friend that he was a he was addicted with methamphetamine. I think he, oh. he used it since wow. I think he, oh. since school. Wow. Oh. It was so bad that he yeah he he always been caught by the I think I think he was caught by police, but he 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 managed to get out, and to the point that he he was like uh, this insane guy. He's, 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 he's like junkie. If you meet him, you you oh. know this is this guy is a junkie. Oh. Okay. But then one day I I don't know is it his parents or himself he's, he he moved himself uh, out of uh, his hometown he right. was in Miri oh, right he, he moved to KL and then uh, and then he registered himself to a rehab so for 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 several years I think it's two three years he he was free from drugs and oh. when he was he was good he was he was uh, how to say he 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 doesn't use any of the drugs anymore and the the family asked him to go back he okay. he don't want because Secure. he knows yeah ah, uh, after EQ, he he don't want to to go back to his hometown so oh, now okay. alhamdulillah he's a quran teacher wow, wow. mashallah mashallah twist I think Reza 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 knows him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Give me uh it, it should be a motivation for other people. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, friends are important. So that's that's really amazing. So friends are important. So I want to break it down for us. Lah. How can we practice this, right? Friends are important when it, when it comes to about habits for three different reasons that uh, the way I see it. Number one is that bad company pulls you back to the bad habits. Like Aziz is saying, right? Because you know that bad company is there. That's what compels you. And I think I heard somebody mention this before that he's struggling to quit music, but he just can't because every time he just pulls him back there. And also factor number two is the lack of friends brings you that feeling of loneliness when you don't have the good companions, it draws you back towards those old habits. And number three is that the friends who, if you have friends who are trying to quit, Oh, that's a huge bonus on your side. You got a compatriot now. You got a companion, right? So yeah. all these things actually helped me a lot in my journey to quit, in, in quit quitting certain things. So for mm. example, I want to share something, yeah? Like, okay, so uh, like, uh, sorry. Yeah, about having lack of good companions. I, I remember like there were two of my friends. Uh, there, there was three friends. We were all smokers together and two of them quit. After like one or two months, they quit. And I'm like, I'm, I'm so amazed. I'm like super jealous. Like, how can you do this? I considered it impossible for me back then. Like, whoa, <laughs> one month, this is this is different level, bro. Tell me, tell me. So they were telling me, yeah, they use this drug, this this pill, uh, which which sort of, it's a, like a neurological drug that inhibits your addiction receptors. So I'm like, wow. But in my head, in my heart, like, I don't think it works for me. Yeah, it's okay. And I tried it and mashallah, alhamdulillah, it worked. So yeah, that, that's a different story. So it was very, very effective. But a couple of months down the line, they, they started back. Oh, so like, hey, okay. <laughs> wait, wait, what's going on? Like you guys, are, you guys inspired me and now you guys, what's going on, right? <laughs> so two things I realized. Number one, their, their why, their intention was not very clear. One of them openly said that, you know, 
it's nothing really that bad. I mean, it's a waste of money. It smells bad. doesn't look that nice. Well, you know, if you, you don't want to quit, it's not your choice. So his motivation <laughs> to quit wasn't very strong. My motivation to quit was strong. I said in part one, right? Because I felt like it, it doesn't look good for someone who has a beard, who's trying to practice religion, smoking. Oh man, I'm destroying the religion. What am I doing? Like, he's useless guy, right? So the motivation was like really, I felt really bad about myself. So that's number one. Number two, these guys... They quit smoking, but they keep hanging out with other friends who are smoking. So for, for a few months, they were like, nah, it's okay, I quit. Second day, they were like, nah, it's okay, I quit. Then they was like, it's okay, I quit. But just one. One wouldn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his friend's like, come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. It is. For all time's sake. Yeah, it's like, just it's like advertisement, right? Right. It's just keep coming, keep coming, coming. And then, you know, right, it keeps ringing down your ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so subhanAllah, like, so that, that's where it, it, it failed for them. So like, I want to share, so I, I, I mentioned part one, I have a friend, Bob, I call him, but not his real name, of course. So Bob yeah. and I, we're on this journey together. We quit smoking, we quit music, we started learning the Dean together. So this is factor number three, good, good company really, really helps. And I remember during our first initial years of studying Islam, we found another friend, let's call him Luke. Don. Okay, Luke. John. Yeah, oh. okay. <laughs> right, let's call him John, right? So, John, so like John is, is slightly older than us. John is slightly older than us and he started practicing like the, the sunnah before us. But yeah, he's, he's still like, uh, he's still relatively new but he doesn't smoke. So mm-hmm. Bob and I always hang out with, we love staying in his company but he doesn't smoke. So we're like, Rrr. so when we go like, we have a coffee, we're like, Okay. <laughs> but we kept on hanging out with him again and again and again. So we kind of got used to hanging out without smoking. So that that eventually that trigger, like that, that, that desire sort of pulled away. So when you get got used to hanging out for hours without smoking, you're like, hey, you know what? It's not that bad. You know, like <laughs> you kind of get used to it. So yeah, uh, that, that really, really helped. And I, one thing that really, um, that was really touching to me when we tried to quit smoking, right? So I remember the, the last jamming session that we had. So the, uh, the band that we were in, three of us, we were, uh, we, were, we were people who started to practice Islam, but we were still like heavily into music and Bob and I, we were into denial. We're like, no, I don't want to listen to that music. Haram, no, no, don't tell me. But you were a three-piece band back then? No, there were, there were like four, five of us, oh, but, okay. but three of us were on this path of uh, the uh, dean. Right. So, Bob, John and Faisal, and the other one is it? Jack. Let's call him Jack. Oh, Jack. <laughs> I, I, I wrote a name in my script. <laughs> so Jack was a bit more advanced. Yeah, he was. He passed the denial stage. He knew that this was haram, but he was still kind of like, yeah, let's just jam a bit. You know, let's just get it out of my system once in oh, a while. Shahwa, shahwa. Yeah, the shahwa part exactly. Mm. So I remember that that jamming session. We had a blast. Like it was. It wasn't like the normal jamming session. Like we we did like not just the normal heavy metal stuff that we used to play. Right. The, we went really crazy. Right? We we played like nineties pop songs. We went, like we played like Green Day, <laughs> Blink One Eight Two. Like we had a we had a ball of a time. Yeah. But <laughs> don't want to remind myself. But anyway, <laughs> after that jamming session, right, something happened. This this friend of ours, Jack. He looked really depressed. Like he, looked, he looked really sad. And uh, like, so, so I, I spoke to him like, hey, bro, what's going on? I said, yeah, you know, we shouldn't be doing this, man. Like, we're trying to practice the deen and, 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 mm. and we're, we're, we're still playing music. I said, yeah, but, but, but that was fun, right? Yeah, it was. And then like, like you can tell like there was a huge sign of remorse in, in, in his face, you know? And that hurt my feelings. Like, back then, I, I felt like, hey, what am I doing? Like, I, I made my friend upset. Mm. Like I fulfill, uh, we 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 made ourselves happy, but now I made him upset. What kind of a friend is this? 
So so because of that social kind of uh, dissonance that I had, that that emotional sort of uh, upset that I made him, that made me like, oh crap. And that's when I and and since then I didn't know it back then, but that was the last jamming session that we ever had. So oh, subhanallah, wow. like that 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 social connection is is powerful. Like because as human beings, right, we don't want to keep people upset. So that religious part, yeah, it's one thing, but to to let your friend down, somebody who's close to you, somebody that you like, that this is not right. So that that really helped, you know. So having having friends, good company to help you quit, it's a really powerful yeah. asset. But I also learned another another tool. <laughs> Getting friends who help you, you want to make sure you get friends who are committed. Yeah, I had a friend back in my uni, uh, in my in my student days. His name is Kenny. That's his new. This that's his real name. His real name, lah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so Kenny, Kenny wasn't so serious. He was like he he wanted to quit, but what, we did all sorts of strategies. I right? said, so, okay, we're gonna buy this mm. one pack. Don't smoke from outside. Yeah, we're just gonna put from this one. Okay, got it. Deal, deal, bro. But then, like secretly, we buy, you know, all these things. <laughs> and then this guy wasn't so serious. So, so it's like, okay, tomorrow our KPI is don't smoke more more than four sticks. Got it? Got it. Okay. And then one day is like, oh, can he smoke five? I only smoke three. Yeah, one more. You I got still, some allowance. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> winning, right? <laughs> so, so it didn't work. Like that, 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 that collaboration didn't work. So I realized that <laughs> you you kind of have to be careful about this this friends thing, yeah. So yeah. sometimes when you have this group of people trying to quit but they're not successful, you're like, oh. It's okay. He didn't succeed either. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, see, see, the, the best friendship is, is is the friends is built on because of love of Allah, yeah. Yeah. And if it's built upon love of Allah, yes, 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 two yes. things need to happen. Number one, it has to be uh, driven by a lot of advice, a lot of nasihat, yeah. of goodness. Number one, and the person who's on the receiving end takes heed of that nasihat. And yeah, and, uh, two yeah, things yeah. have to happen, yeah. Because both sides have a very strong sense of why. Why to please Allah? Why right. you are living in this life as a test? You know, everyone, uh, both sides have that goal in mind. So it's it's uh, it is a very conducive environment to remind each other and the other person remind remind the other person. So that's yeah. a very very good uh, the best uh, companionship <laughs> basically. <laughs> Yeah, and one thing I'm really grateful for talking about good companions is my wife. So she really helped me quit this, and so I remember there was one time I relapsed a bit. I went back into music. I still played with the band, and she was like, "I thought you're stronger than that." So, oh. like, <laughs> that cuts like a knife. Like, but but it was also very powerful because like that showed that that was also very 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 touching to me because she had a high regard for me. Yeah, like I thought you were stronger than that. So. Like you know, like that, that reinforced that identity which Reza talked about in the first part, right? So you want to be somebody who's strong. You don't want to be somebody who falls back. So then you then then I said, oh okay. Then I then I told my bandmates, sorry guys, you're gonna perform without me in this one. Why 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 why? Uh, so, but yeah, that's another story. But anyway, Mashallah. <laughs> one one thing I I just wanna uh, one one strategy is is about having a carrot and stick approach, yeah. Mm. Like uh, if you if you fall short of, of and you give in to succumb to your temptation, whims, desire, make sure you put a penalty to yourself. Yeah, and some some people in the past they do this like the companions. Oh okay. If they fall, do something bad. They say I will I will I will give sedekah to this person. Oh, I will oh, pass on okay, certain days. Okay. okay. Uh, and sometimes they make they make an oath. Say I will never do this. So yeah. if they if they break it, they fast. Yeah. So they, they put some some penalty, some some punishment for themselves. Yeah, and, and it, works, it works the other mm. way as well. Put some reward. Like let's say you manage to 
to not eat uh, to eat healthy for the whole week then uh, maybe have a, a cake yeah or or you have not watched movies for 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 certain times yeah uh, right. maybe get yourself a nice watch something like that yeah or go uh, for okay. family yeah, yeah. So, yeah. just to, just to make yourself uh, relax and not 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 so not too tight yeah <laughs> i like the point also it's an iterative process i remember there was one of the righteous predecessors he said that this he he made an oath Every time that I'm going to backbite someone, speak negatively about someone, I'm going to fast. But mm. I found that I was fasting every day. So it didn't really work. So, <laughs> so, so, Subhanallah. So, so he, 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 he improvised. So he said, okay, so from now on, whenever I backbite someone, I'm going to give charity of a certain amount. I can't remember, but it was a huge amount. I think, I think it was like a few, few dirhams or I can't remember, but it was yeah. a lot. So then he realized that after a week, Oh man, I cannot that's live like this. <laughs> I cannot. So that's very interesting. Like he had that self-awareness because that's the problem with us. We we sometimes we set KPI for ourselves, but we cheat ourselves around it. You know the moving goal mm. posting? I moving will oh. I <laughs> will do this by Saturday. And then by Saturday is like, but today I'm busy. So next week. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to be really really disciplined to to fulfill that. Mashallah. <laughs> It also reminds me of that graph, right? The the motivation and difficulty graph. That's yeah. that's something that you're making something very difficult, but then you you are not prone to doing that in the future. So, yeah, yeah, mashallah. Uh, speaking about one point that you said, right, Reza, about the the how, right? So instead of making motherhood statements like, okay, this is what happens at like New Year, New Resolu- New Year resolutions <laughs> always happens like this. This year, I'm gonna lose 10 kilos, right? How are you gonna do that? I'll figure it out. Come figure on, out. man. <laughs> Come on, man. Right, this year, I'm going to memorize one juz. All right. H- how do you plan to do that? Yeah, memorize. Huh? Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> Come on, man. No, no, no. It's not going to work. You have to have a system. So that's the thing, right? You have to have mm. this thing. So this is another quick uh, advice on how to quit bad habits. You have this gradualism, step by step, yes. and have a strategy about it. So for example, I just want to take myself back and, and like the example that we spoke about in, in part one, right? 15 years ago, I was a smoker, addicted to music, video games, movies, and all these un- unhealthy lifestyle habits. But you know, it, it seems like, oh, this guy quit everything. But it wasn't it wasn't like a 180 degree turn. Right? It was a gradual thing. Mm. I quit one thing at a time. And even that one thing, it took a long, long process. People might look at me today and like, oh, like, oh, this is a different level. No, 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 no. It's not a different level. It's a process, yeah? So don't feel like you're stuck in that this rut. Like you have to, you have to try and come up with systems. Because the Prophet says that the most beloved deeds to Allah are those done consistently, even if they are small. So try mm. to so how do you want to do this? Now, for example, when it comes to good deeds, It's like one of the best advice that, that I read from the book Tiny Habits and Atomic Habits is to make it easy, right? So if you want to start a habit, like for example, memory, like if you want to start something, can you shrink it to two minutes or not? Because your brain knows two minutes is so easy, right? So mm. like, like if you're saying like, I want to memorize Quran, 30 Jews, oh my God, I'm not going to start. So, <laughs> right? yeah. But can you do two minutes or not? Just two minutes after, yeah. after what, what's two minutes, two minutes going to do? Day. Like, one ayah a day. Yeah, simple symptom like this. Yeah, yeah so like a trigger, right? Like okay, maybe trigger, after Zohor, yeah. I'll spend two minutes. What's two minutes gonna do? Mm. It's okay, it's okay. Mm. Just just do it. Just just do two minutes. And by the way, just say something like something uh, very nice. You say like a ah. strength is obtained through graduation, graduation, gradual process. Gradual process. Ah, okay. That's why a, a fire cutter yeah. able to carry big loads because every day he carries is carry he carry wood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, correct, correct. Unable okay. to carry okay. anything because he never carries any wood. 
Right. Uh, to put okay. it into context, nice, how nice. how you want to go to the gym, you start off small, right? And then right. You, of course. after the second month, you you realize you can bench press. Right. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So so that's the thing, right? If you want to start reading, for example, don't say I'm gonna start reading this super thick book like everything. They just start, just take around one page a day, bro. What's one page gonna do? Just do it, man. Like, just keep yeah. it consistent. And then after a while, you can ramp yourself up. Quran, right? Start with half a page a day. Come on, half a page. Come on. It's so easy, right? Just start. Like, what's half a page going to do? Don't, 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 don't overthink it, right? Just do it. So, no, no. So, that's about good deeds. Now, how about when it comes to bad deeds? So, this is a strategy that I, I want to share. What you want to do is you want to try and space out the, the frequency of you committing those bad deeds. So, so what you want to do is, now, see, when you tell your brain you want to quit, right? It's very taxing. It's very painful. It's very stressful, and it makes you gives you anxiety. If you say, "I'm never gonna smoke again," it's like, yeah. "But I'm gonna start next week." So because it's very painful for you to cross that barrier. It, 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 like, so so what you want to do is you want to ease yourself to the transition of things. So if you know you're gonna you're habitually always opening social media, you want to try and space it out in such a way that you 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 try to strategically place uh, blocks of time throughout the day. So mm. for example, right. Um, Sorry. Yeah, this is I call this scheduled relapse or strategic procrastination. So in other, so for those of you in the audience, guess you can call this planned downtime. You know what I mean? So oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, plan turnaround. So basically, right for those of you not who are not geeky engineers like us, so <laughs> plan downtime is basically like you you plan in the time of a year where you 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 down you down your whole plan. You do your maintenance, you do your inspection. You have no production, and then you go go back up again. So sort of you apply that same concept for yourself. So this is how a lot of fitness instructors they advise on how you how you integrate cheat meals into your into your diets. So what you'll do is in, in throughout your throughout your week, right? Maybe you choose maybe Saturday lunch. That will be my so-called cheat meal. But here's the thing, right? You don't call it cheat meal. Ah, you know why? Because if you call it cheat meal, you're already, I'm cheating myself. I'm a liar. You know, like I'm a okay. useless guy. You know, <laughs> so you have this identity crisis now. So what you want to do is you call it. They call it refeed meals or reward meals, right? So reward meals is fantastic. Why? Because it's like yeah, after a whole week of hard work, I reward myself by awesome lunch on Saturday. So mm. this is why why this is powerful because throughout the week, right? When you have the urge to eat unhealthy, you're like. Saturday, man. So, so you see, you see a McDonald's ad, or you see a, you know, like a, this pizza ad. They're like, oh, I feel like having that. That's gonna be on my Saturday menu. Ah, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I, this is I, I find is very useful. If let's say you want to quit a bad habit like social media, let's say you're browsing every few minutes. Here, so, what you want to do is like you want to set a time like, okay, I'll only check Facebook, uh, may, maybe after dinner for thirty minutes. So, whenever you feel that urge, you're like, after dinner, after dinner, it's okay. After dinner, I'm gonna have a ball of time. time. Yeah. Mm. So you see, it's less taxing on your brain if you're like, don't do it, don't do it. Come on, yeah, come yeah. on. Like it's it's very like, ah, oh, then you're gonna feel exhausted, right? So for yeah, example, yeah. if it's Netflix, if you're watching like two, three hours a day, just tell yourself, you know what, Wednesdays and Saturdays maybe. You know, Wednesdays and Sundays. So it becomes less painful than that because you have that. You you can look forward to that, right? And then also you try to follow that follow that up with asking Allah to help you. So yeah, Allah, I'm still doing this. I need your help. This is the best I can do. This is a process, and uh, this I I I seek your help in helping me because I can't do it do this by myself. But I'm scheduling it. So it it sounds like you're kind of going to this dissonance, right? So after some time, you kind of get used to it. Like so, for example, like for me, when I when I when I when I keep on procrastinating these deeds, I realize that hey, you know what, my life. 
I've gone on for so long. I, I don't mind just going another day. It's okay. I mean, you know, like you, you kind of get used to it. So I want to share something about my relationship with video games. Now, I'm going to tell you two things that seem totally contradictory to each other. Are you ready? Okay. Yep. <laughs> Let's have Go it. it. <laughs> right. so number one, I have a confession to make. I love video games. I really enjoy playing it. In fact, until today, I still kind of like, yeah, I, I, I actually really, really enjoy it. So that's fact number one. Fact number two, I haven't played video games for four years. Maybe even five. Uh, mm. What? Wow. That makes no sense. <laughs> so in other words, I've actually quit playing video games. Now, how did I do it? I, I kind of use this strategy of scheduled procrastination. So here's the thing, right? About video games, right? In terms of Sharia, you can't say it's haram per se, you know? There are a lot mm. of elements of video games which are haram. Like you have things like shirik, you have magic, and you have gambling, like in this thing called micro, micro transactions, micro transactions, yeah. right? I think mm. you've heard that before. You have things like Zina. Image, music, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Zina image, images. Image, uh, the music. Yeah. How realistic the, the ladies look these days, right? So yeah, I mean, there are some elements which are haram, but there are also games which have very, very, very neutral elements, right? If you switch off the music, and there's basically no more haram in it, right? Yeah. What, Pac-Man, FIFA. Tetris, yeah, FIFA, there you go, right? <laughs> Even Call of Duty, Halo, like, where's the haram in that, right? So you see, when it comes to video game, haram just ain't gonna cut it, man. You know, you, you need something else to motivate you to quit, right? So here's the thing, here's what motivated me to quit. Now, I was a hardcore gamer, yeah, but I used to spend a lot of time on video games. I knew this. I, I, I You see, the thing about me is I don't play these you know, the quick games like Candy Crush or Space Invaders or Pac-Man. I used to play like, epic long-term games with you know campaigns and all this, right? It takes <laughs> dozens, hundreds of hours of games. So I know that, you know, I, 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 I can't... No, 10, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, ain't gonna cut it, man. I, gonna get, I, need, I need like one hour. So you see, I made it difficult for me already, you know, so that I know it's, 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 it's if I want satisfaction from that gaming session, I need time to do it. So I already put a right. barrier on that. So early in my career, I would still play video games at night, but you know, I kind of get like four hours at, four hours of sleep per night. Ugh, it's not so good. When I get to my three series, I realize that sleeping four hours a day turns you into a zombie. Okay, I learned the hard way now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's not about Sharia. It's about life now. It's not healthy at all. It's not productive. So what I do is I plan to play video games only on weekends. So I tell my wife mm. this before we had our child. So I told her like, okay, you know what? Uh, after I do my chores, the groceries, after this thing, uh, Saturday, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m., I'm going to play games. And she's like, what? Like, yeah, trust me on this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she gave me a face. Now, it's, it's interesting, right? I used to do this, but as time went by, right? You know, a lot of weekends you get busy, right? Business travels, mm. Uh, mm. You, you, go, you have courses. We had, used to have a lot of courses in Miri. You go offshore and so on. So I got less and less you know, attached to that. And eventually I realized that there were many weekends I didn't play games. I had a lot of games on my hard drive. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> but I never play any of them. I keep procrastinating. And I used to do that even in my games. I used to know like PUBG and Mario and Sonic. But I never played them. They were just on my phone. And I'm like, I, I can't. Mario. 10 minutes. Yeah, no it's, time. Uh, it's not going to cut it, man. Okay, okay. Weekend, weekend, weekend. I'm going to nail you, boy. But I didn't. <laughs> and didn't then happen. when it comes to the weekend, suddenly you have something else to do. And then. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. So I that's have a similar experience on, on games. I like games, but my games are always football games. And But eventually I managed to confine it to only when I meet up with my cousins or my brothers, I'm going to play games. Ah, then, what then happened was that that's good. When, when we meet up together, like uh, especially my brothers and my cousins, so, uh, especially my cousins, yeah, with a bigger family, you meet up. Yeah? Right. We usually meet up in the span of two hours or three hours. Yeah. Then one day I play a game. Then my mom came to me like, are you sure you're going to play a game? You haven't spoke to your auntie for one year. 
You really gonna say uh, uh, hours oh. is gonna use just but, to speak. But, <laughs> not gonna ask your your grandmother how is she feeling. Oh, <laughs> kind of oh, true, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. I've not seen these people for one year, and I'm here playing with all my my cousins who are, who are uh, almost every single day through WhatsApp and yeah, talk, trash <laughs> talking each other on 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 FIFA. Yeah? Uh, it's not gonna cut. Yeah? And then and and all nice, our kids nice, are like at the side, like telling, Dad, can I use your phone to play games? No. It's, James is bad, yeah. Don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that really good. Can, you can be addicted to it, yeah. Don't play games, yeah. <laughs> that your dads all need some me time together, yeah. Uh, <laughs> doesn't show shine any good example to the to, to the younger generation, yeah. Yeah, subhanallah. And that's kind of that's kind of how I quit movies as well. Actually, quitting movies was very difficult for me. It was much more difficult than quitting games. I really enjoyed movies, by the way. The thing about me is, I enjoy movies. Not I don't watch blockbusters. I I like to watch art house indie, you know, like Oscar winning stuff. I I enjoy it for the art of it. You know, the storytelling, the visuals, the audio, the writing, yeah. the characters. So the because script. of that. The script, oh man, that's why it's so difficult for me to let go. So you know, I I would watch these movies that people don't watch. So that's why it's difficult for me to quit. Like for example, I know other people they kind of used to like watching like chick flicks. So like it's, they didn't have a strong attachment to it. But for me, it's like a, a very like a, it was it's very it was very strong. So I limited myself. So one thing is my wife, she was determined to quit movies. She was so used to watch movies. So we, we so number one is that we kind of first first like we only scheduled to watch like maybe once every month. And we watch like like family stuff, maybe Pixar stuff, you know, <laughs> just just admitting yeah. what we used to do here. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, after a while, she stopped completely. So mashallah, and and she was she was very 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 good in this. So because she was like this, I never watch I never watch movies when I'm with her. So because of that, I only limited my movies when I was go on business travels, and I would watch movies on the plane. <laughs> I think she doesn't know this, but she does now. She does now. And that's also, in the past, uh, inshallah. Yeah, that's in the past. Right? <laughs> and I used to watch movies when I go offshore. Oh, offshore guys, they got stocks of stuff, right? So she doesn't know this. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but but yeah, it didn't have it didn't happen very frequently. So because when you when you detach yourself from a habit for so long, you realize. That it's not that difficult to quit, so but but still, you know, my 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 attachment to it was so strong. So then, I was like, okay, I, I had stages. So stage number one was I only watch like high rated movies, like on IMDb. If it's like certain rating, then I go watch it. <laughs> so, and then second stage was like I only watch Marvel movies and Christopher Nolan movies. That's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gets, it gets, gets smaller, smaller and smaller. Yeah, smaller and smaller, right? Just the yeah, cream, the like cream and Oscar winners, right? Oh, by the time they win yeah. Oscars, it's not from not in the cinemas anyway. Alhamdulillah. Like, you know. And then, you know, Alhamdulillah. Now I'm I'm quit. I, I've quit. Like I, I've. I think I last year I watched like watched like one movie I think that's it. <laughs> so right, right. even though I like did a few sessions, but Subhanallah, like, it, it took time for me. So I think that's a thing. Like realize it's a process, and, and try to have mm. these uh, these strategies when you go into it. Right, gradual gradual steps. Right, Baby right. steps. And just yeah. to share about my experience on movies, I was also something like that, like gradual decreasing of movies. Like, mm. um, yeah, we'll watch it once in a while, but I remember this one particular movie that really made me stop movies that there was a scene it's a very repulsive scene because there was the adhan playing in the background oh, but okay. there is a romantic scene at the, the same time so subhanallah oh, this this oh, thing wow. is so repulsive to me that i i, I told myself never no, no more movies for me oh, so wow. that was something that subhanallah so i guess when we talk about you know since you when we gradually 
drop off the stasis. This is a good habit, but sometimes it takes just one pivotal moment that makes you think that okay, this is just not not the right thing to do, and then boom. Like like Brother Faisal had in his jamming session, right? The final jamming session. Oh, the nail and in the coffin. The pivotal moment, yeah. yeah the the yeah. final nail in the coffin. Final yeah. suffer, Subhanallah. Final suffer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mashallah, Barakallahu fikum. I think we covered so much uh, good strategies that we can, Inshallah, try to implement in our lives as practical tips for us to uh, start to leave off the bad habits and. Start to develop the good habits, and uh, I guess we can conclude all our points now. And uh, I just wanted to go one round with the brothers uh, to get the final conclusion. So, firstly, would like to invite Brother Aziz. Uh, any conclusions that you may have, inshallah, the final Okay, yeah, I think I have. So, but um, breaking bad habits, you know, is. It's a journey, right? It's not something you can do cold turkey. So mm. the, f- the first thing you need to, to, to do is, I think the best thing is to identify the bad habits and what are the changes you, you want to make. You need to explore, need to seek knowledge. W- what my experience is um, when I stop smoking, I need to have the information why I addicted mm. to, to the smoke, why I... Why is it um you you ha- you have this uh, the feel good after you you have that one smoke right if mm. if you if mm. you you need to you need to know why you you are addicted why you are, you you have this habit then you know how to break it mm. so I think um, it's it it does to other bad habit as well like uh, um social media why why is it bad and you need to know what are the what are uh, the social media doing. In 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 the part, why are we so addicted addicted to it, right? Yeah. So yeah. we need to explore. We need to seek knowledge. We need to know what is good, what is bad, and it is a continuous process. I think, and up until now, I'm still struggling with my social media, and I have oh. a block block app block for 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 my social media. Oh, oh okay, mashallah. Okay. Even. People, uh, I f- first I set my social media usage for two hours, and then it's uh, I I lower it now to one hour, and I hope that I can lower it lower it to thirty minutes per day, oh. and inshallah, uh, just uh, pray for me inshallah. <laughs> inshallah. Okay, that's all. May Allah make it easy for you. Yeah, I mean, barakallah fiq. Okay, so uh, next up got uh, uh brother Amir. You want to share final thoughts on your uh, on that particular topic? Okay, maybe just a short one, yeah. So I'll, I'll just bring an advice by uh, Sheikh Abdullah Al Bukhari when people ask him, but what's the best? How's the best way for you to avoid sin, to overcome sin, and and, and your desires to sin? Yeah. So he bring he bring forward an ayah from uh, Surah Al Kabut verse sixty nine, which in translation means, as for those who strive hard in in our cause, we will surely guide them to our path. So he brought five points. From just this simple ayah, and those five points are so relevant in us fighting, overcoming our bad habits, our negative habits, and our addiction. So number one is that the reality of sin is that it is never easy to overcome. For you to overcome, you need a lot of perseverance and a strong heart will. That's number one, the reality of sins. Number two, the reality of sins is 
you will only successfully overcome it through the guidance of Allah. Mm-hmm. But Allah's guidance is also achieved through actions. So through actions and dua, that which are the essence of tawakal, Allah will grant you those guidance. So those actions is something that you need to find. You need to uh, you need to uh, gain uh, to know how. And uh, as how we mentioned earlier, uh, the scholars mentioned one of the best cure to find uh, to find the two origins of sin, which are shubhat and shahwat. So to overcome the best barrier towards uh, shubhat is seeking uh, religious knowledge, mm-hmm. and the best uh, barrier against shahwat is amal ma- is amal saleh, pious deeds. Yeah, that's the second point. The third point is. Even though this is a difficult part, a difficult path for you to to overcome sins, but Allah promised that whoever who are sincere and whoever strive for Allah's sake, Allah will grant them victory to overcome it. Definitely will grant. It's a promise from Allah. That's the third point. The fourth point is never give up. Never give up, even if you are successful, even if you're not successful to overcome addition at every single time, or even your if you you lapse after successfully. Uh, overcoming for a long period of time, suddenly you lapse. Uh, never give up. Follow those those bad actions, bad deeds with with a good deeds. Yeah, never give up. Give up. That's why it's called mujahada. Means striving. You will fall and pick yourself up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and finally, Inshallah. the command to mujahada to 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 strive is is a command from Allah. And Allah and for for every one of us to attain closeness to Allah is only by fulfilling His command. And this is the command of Allah to be mujahada, to 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 strive onto his, on, for His sake. Yeah? So mm. that five points coming from this from this ayah Al-Ankabut 69 makes up a lot of the, uh, the the critical fundamental pillars elements of of overcoming sin uh, overcoming your your nafs to to overcome bad habits and addiction and so on yeah yeah that, that's all I have Inshallah it's a great uh, reflection on the surah uh, the ayah uh, 69 of Al-Ankabut so perhaps we can go back home and perhaps reflect on this ayah further to see it from this point of view inshallah so barakallahu feekum um next up uh, brother faisal okay inshallah so one thing just to remind uh, what we said in the first uh, first part of this discussion is to always put your trust in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that everything that you abandon for his sake he will definitely recompense and replace you with something better than that So you pair this with what Amir has concluded. The more amal saleh you have, the more hope you have, the higher your iman, the higher your trust in Allah, the more you have this optimism that you'll definitely be recompensed. So as you are quitting these deeds, as you are doing this, this uh, amal saleh, it, it increases your baseline and increases your optimism to quit and also to become a better person. So that's something that tra- goes hand in hand. And then uh, just to remind also that try to... Have that intention of da'wah, calling people to, uh, advising people based on your experience of the things that you've quit. Like what we are doing right now in this epi- in these episodes, right? So, like for example, you see in in Alcoholics Anonymous in the United States, they have this thing whereby people who are addicted to alcohol they meet anonymously, they share their struggles, they meet in circles, and it's very it's really really effective, yeah. And they have this twelve step plan. You can actually look it up. Twelve steps in Alcoholics Anonymous, but the twelfth plan. Plan number 12 is about sharing to others, reaching out to others who are struggling with alcoholism. And what, what's interesting is they found out that if you skip the step, all the 11 steps above tend to relapse. <clears throat> uh, it's only when you start sharing that, that, that you actually become, make it a sustainable change to quit. 
And so what when you start sharing with others, when you start giving da'wah, so for example, what we're sharing right now, the, the struggles. So, so in our heads, we think that, oh, overcoming smoking. We In our heads, Shaitan plans his, in his ideas, like don't share it to people because now people are going to say, oh, what, this guy, this bearded guy to smoke? Oh, this guy is such a loser. You know, this is what Shaitan tries to play with your head, right? But you see, when you, when you hear people share about their stories, you're more inspired because you realize that they are human beings, that they also have their weaknesses just like us, and they can overcome that. Maybe I have a chance. That's the kind of what Dawah is about, right? It's about, re- it's about inspiring people to move one step forward. If you start sharing with people your journey and your struggles and in, 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 with the Nia, with the clear intention to help others, it does a few things. Number one, it reinforces the self-worth in society because you want to help others now, right? It creates that sense of accountability. And number two, because you are now telling people that this is me who used to do this and now I quit, it reinforces that identity. Uh, remember that, Riza? Like that mm, core yes, identity. Yes. So yeah. you want to, you want that idea that, oh, I used to be a former smoker. So keep on pounding that former smoker, former smoker. Come on, I can't go back now. I've gone public, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the key word. You've gone right. public with it. Gone yeah, I've gone. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what the closet, What there's a term for it, right? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. basically you, you revealed yourself, right? So yeah, yeah. You, you know, like uh, there's a show on, on YouTube. It's called The Dean Show. I really love this show because it brings very relatable stories about people used to be drug addicts, people, a, a lot of revert stories. Stories. And when you when you hear them tell these stories, you don't look down on them. You don't like, oh, what is this guy doing like this? You, know, you realize that they are human beings, but mashallah, they made it past that journey, right? Yes. So that 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 inspires us. So why don't we also try to do that? We have that intention that we want to quit because that picture, I want to inspire the youth. I want, I want, I want to have the the big brother that me as a youth I didn't have. I want to be that coach to someone. I want to be that mentor to somebody who can help them overcome this. I want to tell them that, bro, I used to do that and trust me, it's not worth it. I Trust me, this thing is going to destroy you. I've gone through that and because I love you, I don't want this to happen to you. And so if you plant that idea, subhanAllah, like the way you're going to look at these bad habits, it's going to be different now. So I, I, that, that's what I always remind myself. Like whatever we try to quit in, just have that idea that inshallah one day, I want to help others. So... That's my conclusion. Mashallah, mashallah. And also to add to that, when you inspire others, when you when you when others find inspiration that okay, I can do it, you know, this is something that you have it in you that um, for every person you you guide to the 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 truth for every action that they do after that, inshallah, you will get the rewards for that as well. So yeah, think of it that right. way. It's an investment for you for as uh, uh, amal jariah for you. So yeah. that's, that's a very important thing. Sorry, like, two, two minor points. One, one yeah, minor sure, point sure. That. No problem. So okay. for example, right, like, it just crossed my mind. You know the hadith that we spoke about, the guy who murdered 99 people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we don't call him, he's not known as a serial killer anymore. He's known as somebody who repented to Allah and entered paradise. That's his legacy. Inshallah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Subhanallah. Think about it that way, right? Like, you know, there's one more hadith, very profound hadith uh, in Sahih Muslim where a woman admitted to committing zina, right? And then she was, and then she she wanted, she begged to be repented and to be stoned. But the Prophet kept delaying it, right? Oh, wait for your child to be born and so on, right? And then and then when, when she was, uh, the, the, the command was to, to, to stone her, and then somebody said something negative about her. And the Prophet said, don't curse her because she made a repentance that's so strong that it would suffice for 70 people of Medina, 70 companions in Medina at the sure. time. Powerful, right? So we don't, we don't call her an adulterer. We call her the great repenter. 
Wow, that's so you know like that that's what sticks to you. That's the identity that 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 eventually sticks with you in the end. That's the good ending, the husnul khatimah that we want, right? Mashallah. Mashallah. And also imagine that we are all, all continuously getting inspiration from these people's stories basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, they are they also inshallah have a share of the the rewards you know if the ending is good, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's through the the sunnah as well. Mashallah. Imagine that. This yeah. is a way of Allah giving uh, rewards to his uh, sincere slaves. Yeah, that's Mashallah. the legacy they left behind. Now we know the that legacy. Is that now. Subhanallah. Mashallah. Mashallah. Barakallah fikum. Great point. Mashallah. Okay. Uh, so uh, next up, uh, Brother Shahmi. Tafadal Akhi. Yeah. Any interesting points to share? Um, just a short one, inshallah. Um, just like how in our religion, we have, uh, we have this uh, hope and love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We also need to be aware of the other end of the spectrum, which is we we must fear Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala because in Allah shadidul aqab because Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala His punishment is very severe, so mm-hmm. it must goes it, it must go hand in hand. We hope and fear we hope and love Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We hope for His mercy, but at the same time we must also fear His punishment because one cannot you know sustain by itself. It has to go hand in hand to actually be. A true believer of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and one of the um, ayat that comes to mind was uh, as mentioned by Brother Reza earlier on, uh, Surah to, uh, Surah Furqan, where Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala he said, uh, "Ara ita manit takhda ilaha hawa." Have you seen, all right? Have you seen him who has taken as his ilah or God his own desires? So this is a really you know um, straightforward statement from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala because. Uh, it basically means that everyone who is infatuated by and you know uh, or, or occupied with all the things you know other than other than worshiping Allah, <clears throat> they might fall into this category, right? So look at the end of the ayah. What did Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said? He said, uh, "In whom illa kal an'am, okay, and indeed they are just like cattle's. You know what the why why the scholars say because cattle's. They literally just walk around. They literally just you know feed feed themselves mm. and then they sleep and then they right. they they give birth to their, 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 their the calves the calves and whatnot right. This is basically their life, and there's nothing else to it. But here's here's the most important point. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He said, "Balhum sabila," but indeed they are farther astray from the path, even worse than the cattle. <laughs> so how can we be worse than the cattle? Because if we if you look, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has given us, the humans and the jinn, akal, the faculty to distinguish between right and wrong. As for the cattle, they are not given the, 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 the faculty oh. to differentiate between right and wrong, the haq and the batil. Mm, so this right. is why subhanahu ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions this. You know, we are uh, those who, you know, only all they care about is you no, know, you know, just you know, live, live your life, you know, YOLO, all these things, right? <laughs> this is exactly what we see in social media today, you know. You know, this is my life, my choice, my right, my body. I can do whatever I want, YOLO, whatever, right? Yeah. So this leads to many, many bad habits. You know, Netflix, you know, porn, porn addiction. Even some, yeah. some go, uh, you know, if, even further by, you know, addicted to, you know, zina or something like that. Yeah. So this is, these are all really, uh, really dangerous. And inshallah, I'll, I'll, end, up, I'll end my uh, conclusion with this. There's a athar uh, from Ali, radiallahu anhu. Uh, no, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, uh, which is 
which is actually when I heard this for the first time, I didn't under really understand the meaning. But then when all this has been said, then it comes, it, it gets more clear. So uh, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Sharibul Khamri Ka'abidi Watan. Right? Sharibul Khamri Ka'abidi Watan. The one who drinks alcohol is like the worshipper of idols. So how, so oh, the one who drinks alcohol, <laughs> number one, alcohol, khamr is a great sin. You know, you drink uh, khamr, this is absolutely forbidden in Islam. But also khamr, alcohol, it makes one addicted, uh, becomes addicted to it, right? So this can uh, mirror other addictions as well, mm. right? And uh, subhanAllah, uh, the Prophet Sallallahu he, he equates, he, uh, he, he equates the drinker of the khamr, the alcohol, to the idol worshipper. Mm. So, subhanAllah, because Ibn Taymiyyah, he says, he explains this, he says, this person who loves other than Allah, uh, in this case, the he loves drinking khamr, which is something totally prohibited uh, by Allah. Uh, who loves other than Allah may love that thing more than he obeys Allah, to the extent that he may fight for the thing that he loves, like the believers fight in the way of Allah. Hence, if his love is obedient wow, to him and a slave for him from one aspect, then it is more likely that he is obedient to it and a slave to it from another aspect. So think about that. All right, so that's all from me. Barakallahu fikum. Fikum, barakallahu. It reminds me actually because as human beings, right, we are created, uh, we have a void in ourselves that we must fill either with the obedience of Allah or if it's not, the case for for the disbelievers it has to be filled with something else love of mm. the dunya exactly. love of some some person love of yeah. wealth right so so that then it becomes the ilah to that person the one oh, that yeah. the person worships essentially you know so that's uh, that's essentially yeah yes uh, immediate one more immediate thing that comes to mind is that you know many many teenagers even some adults they they are obsessed with this you know k-pop groups right it, it, so mm. this Subhanallah, I, I and then they, they keep on saying that no, this is just a hobby, right? But no, you this is not a hobby because the poster mm. is literally everywhere in it, it fills right. up your wall, the wall in your room, right? And and your phone is literally the picture, subhanallah, all of all, all, all this, you know, uh women, uh, the, the Korean women or Korean men, right? Subhanallah. Right. So what does this say, right? Uh, truly, it's yeah, it's nothing else than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in the, the ayat we just mentioned. And interestingly, these people or these celebrities, oftentimes they also used to be called idols, right? Oh yeah, ah, <laughs> yes, true. yes, yeah, that's, yep. <laughs> Subhanallah. Oh, so that's that's, that's, there, that's it right there, right? Yeah, idols. I'll, I'll just one more last thing, okay? Can can, can <laughs> okay. I add okay, one okay. more last thing? Sorry, Subhanallah. <laughs> last week, last week we we uh, we were brave enough to go to uh, a local bookstore, yeah, somewhere here in Shalam. Right. Uh, okay. Um, okay. So we went there. So they were selling posters. Right. They were selling posters for those who you know are uh, acquainted with um, K-pop groups and whatnot. They know who GD is. GD is G Dragon. Oh. G Dragon is from uh, I don't know what band he is in, but uh, one one of the famous ones, right? So he said uh, in that poster, there's a quote from him. So someone listen to this quote. He says uh, in in the quote, it's written, uh, uh, "It is it is a mistake to call me GD." Just call me G O D. Subhanallah. Oh, oh Subhanallah. Oh man. <laughs> and you, and you know these these kids, they, oh, they will swallow man. this type of thing, right? They, they think they think this thing is not serious, right? But yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. has oh. a direct effect on your tawhid. So imagine oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. 
that's that's oh, exactly that's, you know that's the, disgusting the, man that's disgusting very, seriously that's the very I, bad I, state that we are in that we don't yeah. really even realize that uh, a lot of the things around us are you know taking us away from subhanallah yeah or islam itself you know subhanallah yeah so yeah that's that's it for me so, mashallah <laughs> great great sharing aki and okay. and from, oh, from yeah you ended it on such a like very repulsive right yeah i'm sorry but uh, <laughs> okay. you know it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. but that also you know as we discussed can be a strong driver to leave it all does. these things oh yes yeah, it's true yeah it's true Mashallah. that made me you know really want to uh, seek knowledge more and i i i feel like i would love to share more about islam and you know the mercy of allah and how bad you know these sins are the ish the infatuations are Yep. to my to my to my uh, you know uh, family members and acquaintances mm-hmm. yeah that actually makes you it drives you to feel like what can i do now to help these people yeah, yeah, who, exactly. who are following exactly. these things so subhanallah yeah, wow subhanallah. Yep. subhanallah may allah protect uh, us and our families from this i mean great fitna yeah. i guess to summarize on all the brothers points particularly on brother amir and brother faisal before as well um you know when you want to change a particular bad habit habit they've always been involved in or it's become a big part of you know that in the end you do the effort but the tawfiq is from allah so don't forget to ask allah make continual dua that allah makes it easy for you to uh, leave that, that habit but at the same time we know knowing that the tawfiq is from allah allah actually wants to see us strive first so that's yeah. quite important um Allah wants to essentially see the effort from us first and as uh, Amir mentioned in uh, surah al-ankabut ayah 69 the first part of the ayah walladhina jahadu fina so this means and those who strive in our cause and what's the result Allah says lanahdiyannahum subulana we will certainly guide them to our paths so mashallah it's it's, it's a very good formula in that sense that when you want to achieve something good or when you leave something of that is bad you have to uh, strive first and and you know make the effort first and ask from allah inshallah allah will give you guidance and tawfiq to to live off that thing and that's yeah. essentially the formula that when we want to try to uh, do good deeds or even leave bad deeds remember this you know strive first keep at it don't give up Ask Allah continue, continuously, and Allah will, inshallah, show you the way. This is an amazing formula, I think, that we can implement in our lives. And as Brother Faisal uh, benefit mentioned before, that you know, if you leave something for the sake of Allah, don't don't worry because Allah will replace it with something better. So mm. this gives such comfort for the heart that you know you're not doing that just to deprive to yourself. Up. Deprive yourself exactly. Deprive yourself is such. So much uncomfortable feeling that you have to face, right? When you yeah. when you want to go in that path, but yeah. know that the thing that you will meet uh, in the end or on the other side, mashallah. As I think uh, the brothers here has experienced, you know, when you leave of something for the sake of Allah, Allah replaces it with something much more, you know, this uh, much more pleasurable and much more comforting to the heart. So yeah. this is this is something amazing that. Um, we invite uh, everyone to to be mindful of this and to hope only the good from Allah. Has have good thoughts on 
for uh, on Allah that Allah will give you something way better than what you are living for his sake so mashallah this is something amazing that i think i derive uh, benefit from this discussion and uh, we hope that the viewers out there you've also found benefit in our discussion as much as we had ourselves and if you have any great sharing or any any angles that we missed out in our discussion do share it with us we yeah. always love to hear uh, your point of view your take Uh, and we also learn from this as well and yeah. what we want to in, inshallah do in the end is that we learn from each other you know um, as a practical as a community to to uh, inshallah uh, remind ourselves to the to the good and leave the bad if you have so, some inshallah, creative techniques as well that you want to share we would love to hear it yeah. yep yep exactly I'm pretty sure there are some people have some interesting hacks out there that we yeah. we'd love to hear that we still have stuff exactly. that we're struggling with mashallah mashallah <laughs> We always love to hear this, so do share it on our social media pages uh, or reach out in the messages if you wish to remain anonymous as well. So barakalawikum, brothers. Uh, I enjoyed that discussion, and I hope you guys also enjoy that and gain a lot of benefit from that. And uh, may Allah make it easy for us to leave up, leave out all the bad habits and replace it with the good ones, so that we have the ultimate success in this dunya and in the akhirah. Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Thank you and jazakumullah khairan for tuning in If you found benefit in this discussion please do share and subscribe to our channel and if you have any comments feedback or suggestions please do get in touch with us through our social media pages on YouTube Facebook or Instagram and we particularly would love to hear from you if you have any interesting tips that you have applied in your life on cultivating good habits and leaving the bad ones barakallahu fikum